Welcome to the Hellyhead Show. This is episode number 49. I am your host, Kids, and with me is Gucci. Hello, my friends. And we've got Fence Post. Hola. And Kyle is on an airboat shooting alligator for BK Armories commercials or <laughs> something. Is he looking for alligator boots? <laughs> I guess some new boot. Yeah, some, some new, new boots. boots. Well, we've got Maynard. I'm here and sounding good. Yes. Oh, man. So how about those memes the past couple weeks, huh? Oh, Jesus. Holy cow. Man, there's been a ton of them. Ian has been. If Ian could make a paycheck doing memes, that kid would be sitting on retirement right now. I mean, so I want to know if him and Sherman went to the same school of memes. Yeah, <laughs> school of memes, <laughs> school of hard memes. Yeah, master in memeology. Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds fancy. It's fancy. <laughs> well, they were pretty cool. They were a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, at least something was good. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, I am such a letdown. My no, bad. Not, I won't give it to you too bad. Okay. I mean, I mean, you, you can disappoint. I did. Well, Godzilla came in and tore things down. I can't say Godzilla like that for some reason. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, is that how you say it? Godzilla. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. Well, we'd like to thank everyone for downloading, streaming, listening to our podcast. We thank each and every one of you. And uh, let's jump into some weeks. Maynard. Got a week full. Tell us about it. Maynard's week is weak. Weak. (laughs) Yeah. I did nothing. Everybody left. I I stayed behind, so. Didn't even fly on your own? No. No. Do you only fly when I invite you out? Well, yeah, there's no place to fly by me, like, anywhere. I mean, I can fly in my backyard, but I don't have much room. Yeah. How far is the field from your house? About 40 minutes. Dude, I drive that to go to my field. Yeah, but I don't know, I don't know anybody there if Kevin's not there. I go alone. If I, pull, if I pulled in by myself, they'd punt me. Have you paid your dues? <laughs> no, you've never told me how to do all that yet. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> I'm half tempted to have you not pay dues. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see how far I get? Well, yeah, well, that, but also, I mean, my goodness, I mean, how much more time do we have left there? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, maybe you should pay. Oh, why? why? They're shutting the field down? Oh, gosh, dude. Uh, you know, well, we can talk about this later, but they're yeah. building a neighborhood in beside the field, and, you know, the days are oh. numbered. I think, like, two, oh, three years, God. maybe, tops. I mean, yeah. All right. So, so we got to figure something else out. You're, you're going to not pay dues for three years? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I can, that's that's money in my pocket. <laughs> That'd be oh epic. God. I'm going to go for it. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. Yeah, we'll see how it does. Yeah. But, yeah, not much from me, so you guys can uh, keep on... Keep on keeping on. Well, I, I think a trip... Just a, over here. Sorry, go ahead. No, what'd you say? Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm over here paying dues for fields that are three hours away because I feel bad. Mm. Right. Well, that being said, I was going to say, maybe we should just take a take a trip to Columbia and uh, 
all of us meet there or something. I'll drag Maynard out one way or another. Yeah. I'm up. Yeah. So for him. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I was talking to Marcus about that. And I was like, dude, do you fly much? He's like, not really. And I was like, do you want to? Because we paid dues. Like, maybe we should. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who said this? Uh, me and Marcus were talking about it. Oh. Yeah. I know, right? We all joined it. I've not been yeah. back since. Yeah, yeah they, they got us a toilet. Money out of your dues. Yeah, they got a, t- a toilet out there for us. And we're like, cool, thanks. And we never showed up again. <laughs> hmm. So you get a throne set up and you don't even use it. I know. It's you terrible. They're dues. probably thinking the same thing. They're like, what the, f- the heck is going on with these guys? Yeah. Never been paid. Yeah. We paid. So they got to take advantage at least. So I guess that's that's the good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Have a well, shit on me. No, no, no oh God. Me, but yeah. Yeah. fuck. Yeah, you, you I have a shit the wrong on way. me. I have a shit on my dime. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, anything else, Maynard? Yeah. No. Mm. That's it. All right, Horrible. Scott. Horrible. Give it. Give it to me right meow. Oh, right meow, right meow. All right. So I've been doing a ton of building. You guys know that the past three shows have been talking about building kit after kit after kit. Mm-hmm. So builder. I think I'm done. I have three electric raws now, and I have a nitro raw. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't know why, but I absolutely insist on taking every helicopter I own to the field for no reason, even mm-hmm. when they're all the same. It's true. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say no reason, knowing you, Scott. I, you might maybe there's a have reason. one left. <laughs> But even the, the last one we went to, like, I literally jam-packed my car full of helicopters just to bring all three of them, and only two of them ever got out my trunk. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's be fair. One made it out of the trunk for, like, one flight. Yeah. I mean, did you fly it more than once? Point. I only saw it once. I only had, like, three, two or three electric flights the entire time. Mm-hmm. But everything else was nitro, back to back to back to back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, thing about nitro. Like nitro. Yeah, no, it's true. And I, I think I told somebody that at the the event, I was like, if I had a working nitro that gave me zero problems, my electrics would never make it out of the car. That's yeah, a fact. Nobody wants to charge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so convenient. It's like you don't have really to is. decide you want to fly and then go. Oh, I don't have packs. Let me charge them up and go. Yeah, it's like. Mm. I'm kind of feeling a sort of way, ready to go immediately, which is a bad recipe for rekits, but usually leads to some good flights. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not cheap, but man, is it super fun to just go back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so speaking of back to back, I'm trying out the 105. That thing fired off every single time <laughs> without question, no issues. <laughs> There you go. That was interesting. I'm not used to that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my YS. They make some power, but that non-regulated OS 105 is just simple as chips and works every time. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty pleased with that, and it makes some decent power too. I mean, it's not it's not quite the same, but it's it's more than enough, especially in it, that light raw. It lacks the grunt, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's more to me, like, I get my YS-91s just absolutely humming, high head speed, ripping, and they seem to like that for some reason. Where this, I'm at 1900, it seems to be a happy place, and you can argue it's, you know, pipe combo, motor combo, whatever. Uh, it just could be that the Hattori I was running on the motor I was running favors uh, higher RPM for the, the peak power, 
where I'm running an M studio on the 105 now, and it seems like peak power is around maybe 1850, 1800, like that. So it bogs a little bit into it. Um, but yeah, it, it's fun as hell. Have you tried running it at 2000? Um, not really. I tried it today a little bit when I was messing around with some stuff, and I don't know. I, I should prefer a lower head speed. I just, for some reason, nitro when it gets absolutely ripping in the RPM. I can't help myself. I just beat on it and want to destroy it. Mm. Something to do with the noise just gets me going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. I, they, you know, the OS 105 definitely runs different than the YS stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. I think I like it though. I think I'm yeah. going to stick with it for the time being yeah. until I grenade something, but we'll see so far. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, other than that, I finally, finally decided to take out listening to RCHN version 2.0. Yep, Mr. Dan Reed. Um, yeah, I think I'm on episode 20. I've been listening to it in the car on the way to work, back and forth and stuff. And I think my favorite thing about it is they picked up at least version 2.0 when I left the hobby. And they sort of quit when I got back in it. I think they quit like, what, end of 16 or beginning of 17? Uh, ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. And that's right when I came back. So I'm slowly filling in the gaps of everything I missed while I was gone. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Currently, right now, they just were talking about the SAB Goblin. The first one just got released. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's early. And they're that's complaining like- about VBAR, the fact that you always have to take your computer to the field to program it. That's why they <laughs> yeah. prefer V-Stacks. And I'm just like, oh, man, how times have changed compared to even that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. It progressed yeah, very really quickly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to listen to and, and kind of fill in what I missed. So, yeah, I'm working my way through that. I'm going to work till I get through everything. Sweet. Yeah. Other than that, um, taking up random hobbies for some stupid reason, I decided to take up cooking. The wife is absolutely thrilled. Okay. And uh, I surprised myself. I made some dishes that I never thought I'd be capable of making. And okay. the wife's like, what the hell? You done fucked up, Scott. I'm sorry. I know. I've cooked dinner ever since I decided to do That's, this. Te- yeah. See, I yeah. showed my wife. I was showing off when we were dating. And I was showing off, like, cooking for her. She's like, wow, this is really amazing. I haven't stopped cooking since. It's bullshit. <laughs> so, Damn. so you're saying we goofed it. You, yeah. I sure yeah, as hell just did. Just put yourself in a spot now. Yeah, yeah, my wife was all like, yeah, I can bake. I can do that kind of... Dude, she couldn't boil water when I met her. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. So... <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of fun. I'm actually enjoying it. So I listen to podcasts, listen to music, chop everything up, get everything ready, saute some stuff, and get going. And it's it's really peaceful. Nice. I like your little like, yan can cook over here. That yan yeah, can yeah. cook. So can you. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in years, Maynard. That's yeah. hilarious. Right? That's oh so gosh. funny. I used to watch that all the time. Yen can cook, so can you. God, that was yeah. so good. Oh, man. Anything else? Anyway. Yeah, that's about it. Gucci, how was your week? Ah, finally done with move number one. I mean, that's as good as it's going to get for me this week. Uh, but I did actually pre-order the Nitro Raw. Yes. Mm-mm. I mean, literally, like, I think BK Hobby said it's it's ready. And I said, okay, we're, here's my card. <laughs> Send it. Yeah. So I pre-ordered Nitro Raw. And what we're going to put in this Nitro Raw, what kind of motor? 105. 105, naturally aspirated. No yeah. juicy, juicy yeah. regulator. Mm. 
So I'm going straight pipe. Nice. Mm, I love it. It's cool because you're, you're never going to have a check valve fail or a regulator clog or That's anything. Right. And everyone's like, oh, the tune's not a consistent. Yeah, right. I leave that needle after I tune it for like four hours and there's no issues. Like, you know, 10 yeah. flights, 15 flights. It's really funny that you say that because I've heard that and people are like, oh, it makes more power. Maybe it does make a tad more power, but the whole like ins- inconsistency talk, like, dude, on my 55s, I never had issues with that. I don't know about making more power, but I don't understand that. I mean, the regulator is setting a consistent amount of fuel to the motor. So in theory, you can tune closer to the edge without grenading it. So you mm-hmm. can make more power with the regulator mm-hmm. where non-regulated, you'll get a little leaner at the end of the flight versus the beginning of the flight. So you got to be a little bit more conservative with your tune. Yeah. Other than that, though, who gives a shit? Like, you're splitting hairs, man. It, I think yeah, so, you're, too. You're not going to make more power. It's, yeah. it's literally no, just... You're not going to make noticeable power. Just, you're talking, yeah. like, bench power. Yeah. It's like <laughs> power to the wheel versus the, uh, the flywheel. I, I don't know. To me, I'm looking for consistency. I, I want to be able to pick the heli, leave, put it on the bench for two weeks, pick it up in two weeks later and then go do my thing. Yep. You know, like that. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm not saying the YSs don't run good one day run, but right now I just don't have time to be tinkering around stuff. And that's what I'm going for. <laughs> yep. All the YS so guys are freaking slamming their phones on the dash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mad. No, I'll admit it. The YS to me, I can make more power with a YS, but yeah, it doesn't idle. Dude, I can idle a whole tank out with this thing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. not even joking. It yeah. just is stupid reliable. I left it idling while I was, like, texting someone, and, like, literally a quarter <laughs> of the tank was gone. I was texting for so long. <laughs> That's and I was hilarious. Like, oh, that thing's still running? Yeah. It's Where funny. I've only ever gotten one or two of my YS motors to idle that reliably. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 105 now. Uh, I'll keep my YSs just just to have them. I'll rebuild them and just put them in boxes. If I feel froggy, I might take one out. So there you go. <laughs> yep, um, I did get to fly. I actually went out uh, this past weekend to the new club that's going to be by the new house, and I actually it was kind of windy. It was like twenty plus miles, like gusty. You know, it wasn't you know just you know, 10 miles or less, you know, just a breeze. It was actually gusting pretty, pretty good. So I kept the Genesis on the ground, but I did fly the Kraken 700 uh, electric. Nice. And I, I had four, four packs with me fully charged. And let me tell you something with 4,500 packs, 5,000 packs on 1700 RPM or lower. I get like six minutes of flying. That's Ooh. great. Yeah. Yeah. And I really just, I've been working on just doing, you know, getting, doing flips on the deck, but working to doing some flips on the deck, you know, moving up, controlling the location of them and also going into entering like hurricanes or funnels. Nice. And, and working on making it smoother, you know, like, so it doesn't look like we're going to talk about almost like an afterthought. You know, mm-hmm. so just did that, and everybody. There was like three people there that were still there because most plankers left, um, but they were just literally just sat there and they're like, "That is, man, that orange just looks so good." And I'm like, "Yeah." So we got to talking a little bit, and one of the guys, actually the the president of the club, 
is good friends with the organizer, the RC organizer for the Cleveland Air Show. They have a huge full-scale air show, but they actually have RC guys that go out there, and in between the, the acts, they'll fly RC. And he's going to put me in touch with the organizer for the RC, you know, group of guys. And this Labor Day, I might actually do the helicopter demo flights. Dude, That's awesome. Where, where do I sign up for this fun? Uh, well, right now, it's he didn't say just me. He just said, you know, just get in touch with him. And they usually have two guys or three guys with helis, but most of them have like, just older stuff like he's like i have xl 60s and stuff like that oh my god so i actually so i'm gonna look into it i'm gonna make contact um you know with the organizer and kind of put my name in a bucket and see where it takes us that's super cool so hopefully i think it'll be a good way not only to display you know the the rc hobby like heli wise but I'm hoping to now, Scott, you know, you know, just maybe bring out uh, a banner or something for BK Hobbies. We'll see. Nice. So, yep. So I was kind of excited about that, you know, because that's a huge footprint, you know, huge show, so to speak, to hopefully my orange Kraken. I'm able to get some people interested, you know. So very cool. Yeah. So four flights, and I might have gotten a lead on a pretty big uh, thing to to go and be involved with. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, productive. I, I think so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everything else is sort of speak just sitting idle here, getting ready for the South Kanakistan Fun Fly, mm-hmm. and getting hopefully. I'm actually looking forward to this Monday when the show releases. I'm not working, so I might do a full practice F3C practice day. Ooh. I'm trying to get Todd to meet me at the flying field in uh, at the Nighthawks and uh, be my uh, spotter. So, yeah. does he cool. compete with F3C or not really? He's the one that really started this whole thing, Scott. You know, yeah, so I just he was, don't think I've ever seen him compete though. He talks about it, but then he's like, "Oh, I don't know," and I'm like, "I mean, Todd, yeah." You know, I mean, you were flying, you know, before gyros. So <laughs> I'm like, why don't you? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. And I think he's more or less. He's always been sort of speaking the in the shadows, you know, with a with a hobby. Although he's been flying for, since forever. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that if I go through, I do it. You know, I have a little bit more. Like I did it. <laughs> now it's your turn, Todd. <laughs> so. Because he's a smooth pilot, you know, like, and we're going to talk about this, you know, nothing of his really seems like an afterthought, even though it's not like hard 3D or anything like that, but he's so fluid in his, you know, the different things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he would be like a prime candidate, even for F3N, to be able to put a good show. Because you'll go practice, even though it's not an F3M maneuver, you could see that he goes out there and just picks whatever maneuver comes to his head, and he'll just keep doing it until you know for repetition yeah um and next thing you know two flights later you'll see him incorporate that maneuver that he practiced a bunch of time into his general routine so i'm hoping that i could get him to compete nice 
Very cool. So that's about it. Uh, let's see. Last man standing for tonight. Kevin, how was your weeks? Yeah. So last we left off, um, I was going to Florida. So God, it seems like forever ago now because we put that show out early. But uh, I did take a trip to Florida and um, uh, it came with a cost. <laughs> I wish Kyle was on. Uh, I made the horrible mistake of going to Kyle's bike shop. Oh, no. And What did you do? I might have put money down on a bike. What kind of bike? Yeti. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Anybody want to buy a DaVinci full suspension 2017? Just saying. I just want to know how many bottles of beer you can fit in that Yeti. Mm. Should have bought a should have bought a gun. Mm. Well, I'm going to need one to protect the bike, I think. But yeah. But yeah. So anyway, that was cool. Um, it's always fun to to experience new things. But um, it was cool. We had a good time. Um, <laughs> of course, my day was less than stellar. Um, I it was funny. We went to the gas station to get some uh, water to put in the cooler and get ice and things. And um, you know, my first oops of the day was the the uh water package or whatever like broke and waters are going everywhere that was awesome um so that was like one strike so then i get to the field and and i had you know of course I had my bike in the back of the truck and all my tools and blah 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 and, and so i was like well i don't really want to drag everything out to get to the generator so i'm pulling the generator out over the side of the truck and i guess it gets just enough to an angle where gas leaked out of the cap and all over my shirt <laughs> So I ended up smelling like gasoline all day. And uh, then it was like one moment where my tools out of the toolbox went flying because I forgot that it wasn't latched. It was a horrible day. Flew the uh, 580, crashed it. <laughs> it was like, dude, I just need to go home. Like, this is terrible. Uh, but, uh, we, while we were there, of course, uh, we were on a mission and I flew the, the raw with the 50 deuce and, um, you know, just to kind of check it out and see what it was all about. Cause at that point I think it was ready for a maiden. Um, so, um, I, I flew it once and then of course we were discussing doing the video, which everyone saw uh for for talking trash to alex and uh we did the the video which was a lot of fun it was fun to see kyle do the video actually um but uh other than that uh i continued to build on raw number two which uh is the orange raw which has the x Turek motor in it it too is no slouch i i gotta down tune these things you guys it's just way too too much <laughs> Because somebody was saying at Dragonfly, they were like, oh, is that the one you're going to compete with? And I was like, no. I'm like, this is my slow one. And they're like, what, 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 huh? What? And um, it's it's stupid. I mean, it's even it's really stupid fast. The so, fast one stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk about it. We're going to get to that. But because uh, I'd like you to put your two cents on, on what you thought about it when you flew it. But um yeah, so really and truly, it's been kind of a whirlwind. Uh, I think it, the, the next weekend or whatever it was, I had gone out of town with the family uh, in the camper. So I've hardly been home. I didn't have any time to mess around with the Raw for this whole hurricane challenge. And, of course, then showed up to um, Dragonfly and, you know, still didn't really mess with it a whole heck of a lot until, like, right 
till there was maybe two, three hours left. And, um, me and Steve, you actually were kind of wrenching on it a bit. And I was really trying to see about my, uh, GPS that I had on it. I, I just couldn't get it working right. And there was some flaws with that, I guess, but, uh, but at any rate, um, yeah, it was just kind of a whirlwind for me. Um, but, uh, I, I now <laughs> I'm, well, we can talk about that later too, but I'm down to two helis out of four. Um, I, I have the two raws and, and that's currently it. So those are the ones that are going to Ohio. I hope Ohio wears their diapers because they're going to need them because, you know, I have a reputation. No one. Okay. For, for pooping or? Well, something. Peeing, pooping, whatever they do. <laughs> it all know. depends. <laughs> it all depends. So, yeah, there'll probably be the times that Todd goes out to lunch. Like, oh, Kevin's going to the flight line. I'm going to go get lunch. But um, anyway, but looking forward to that. So I'm going to meet up with Eric Shu. He's going to help me get my stuff to Ohio. Thank you, Eric. Oh, no way. Are you yeah. flying? Oh, yeah, you're going bougie. I'm going bougie. Yeah. So I think, uh, did Brandon buy tickets? I might have seen that Brandon bought tickets, plane tickets. We'll have to look at that later. But anyway. So yeah, uh, it was just a, a quick trip, um, but but the Florida trip was awesome. It was good to hang out with Kyle, and we had a great time. Of course, hung out with uh, Manny and uh, a guy named Patrick. Uh, he was very cool too. Um, we went out and stuffed ourselves at a hibachi place, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, it was it was just a good time. We had a lot a lot of fun, man. It was very cool. You gotta stop doing this. You keep going to these hibachi places. <laughs> You know, when you go to these, you know, events or gatherings, you're making me jealous. I know. I know. We're going to have to fix that. Maybe we should do something when I come to Ohio. Maybe. Like, come on, dude. You know, there's one like two blocks away. I'm there. We're there. (laughs) Consider it. I might put you in. I might put you down one night in the hotel right next to the hibachi place. (laughs) He's like, the hotel's right beside the hibachi place. Duh. Oh, gosh. I'm looking forward to that, though. Yeah. And. Orlando, maybe in wintertime. Mm, I, w- yeah, I think we need to work on that. Maynard, you need to get it together, pal. We're going, we're going to Florida beginning of December. No, nice. okay. All right. I love that. Um, sign me up. So, yeah. But did anyway, uh, yeah, so let's talk about uh, Dragonfly. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing uh, since we do have a topic, but uh, let's talk about it. Let's, uh, let's kind of go into it and... And, you know, talk about what we experienced at Dragonfly. I know a lot of you, well, Gucci, you and Maynard, of course, you know, are only privy to videos and pictures. But, of course, feel free to add if you want to. But um, first things first, right out the gate, I would like to say this. John Titus, Craig Carter, you guys are amazing. That field was beautiful. That event went off without a hitch. It was amazing. It was such a great time. And, uh, it, it's, it's easily become one of my favorite places to go to. And, uh, and you guys certainly did not disappoint. So thank you very much for hosting us. And, uh, it was, it was such a good time, man. So thank you. Yeah, I I can definitely say from the pictures I saw and the videos, I was definitely jealous that I wasn't at that field. It looked (laughs) awesome. It was like, it was like golf grass out there. It was insane. Seriously. Looked crazy. Yeah. I was blown away. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I do have a funny story, though, first right off the rip driving in. So here I am driving in. Uh, Eric Shu has already decided that he's going to meet me. And um, I was actually headed to a campground. I'm glad I did not go there first right out the gate because that would have set my weekend in a whirl right out the gate. I, I will talk about that later. But he said, well, Mike Lawrence actually said, hey, dude, why don't you just go to the landowner's house? He's, you know, allowing us to get water for our campers for fresh water. I was like, okay. I'm like, what's the address, you know? And I'm thinking if he's offering this, surely it's easy to get in and out, right? I'm hauling a 33 foot trailer. It's not small. It's not huge, but it's not small. So just to get into the driveway was like a descent and a turn at the same time. So the camper's <laughs> coming in like at an angle. All right. And I'm like, damn it, this sucks. I'm like, I'm glad the wife's not here because she'd be shitting her pants right now. <laughs> so I drove down this driveway. I had to then hang a left around the back of the house, then back it up to this hanger shed thing he has and then fill the water up. So, at this point, Eric Shu and um, Cliff Lewis are like, listen, we have to warn you, coming into this place, there's like two spots that have already claimed a couple trailers. We had to get a tractor and pull them back over and, you know, we just, we want to try and avoid it, but yours is pretty big. I'm not sure it's going to make it, but we'll make sure it gets in there with the tractor. And I'm thinking... The fucking hell we will. Like, no. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm like racking my brain at this point going like, I don't remember the entrance being like that. Like, what are they talking about? You know? And, but they kept going on and on about it. I'm already like now going to be rolling out with another 800 pounds of water on me. In addition to the 7,000 of the trailer. All right. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a fifteen hundred pulling it, you know. So it's you know, it's not like it's a twenty five hundred like Andy's rig. And uh, I'm shitting bricks all the way back. This thing is heavy, like it's rolling out fat. And so we get down to the road of Dragonfly, and he's like, "All right, now." He's like, "You know, just just take it slow, be real careful, and I'll let you know when." I'm like, "Where's Cliff, dude?" I'm like, "He freaking left us. He's supposed to be in front, like helping." And I think at this point, like, Eric realizes, like, okay, we've got to him. (laughs) And he says, hey, by the way, I'm just fucking around about that shit. You're going to be fine. (laughs) I I was shitting bricks. I thought, man, if this camper goes over, my wife is going to have my ass. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So they totally had me going. And all it was was this one little spot where I guess Shannon dropped a couple tires off in this little rut that caused him to get, I guess, stuck or something, and they had to help him out, provided that story is true. I think it is, but anyway. It is. I saw it. Yeah. So so they had me totally going. I'm freaking like shit, scared out of my mind. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. If this thing falls over, I'm going to be in such big trouble. <laughs> and, uh, and so we get down there. Of course, he tells me like, no, just kidding, dude. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like ready to shove him out of the truck and be like, you can walk back, you bastard. So, um, 
at any rate, we get down in there, get the you know the trailer set up and whatever, and uh, and and life was good. But uh, thank you, Cliff Lewis, for helping me out set the trailer up. Not you, Eric, because you know you were going to help and then you didn't. But um, but yeah, so that was <laughs> that was how how I showed up there. <laughs> oh gosh, Lucy King. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. I'm glad the camper was there. To be honest. Um, I know Tom was actually thankful too, because it was just one of those moments where it's like, you have a place to go to the bathroom slash get out of the heat for just a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. It was very nice because of that. I will be honest about that. So, of course, having the awning, you know, to kind of give us some shade and whatever, but, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Scott, you got some stuff? Um, yeah, thanks for letting me stay in this bougie-ass camper. I liked it. <laughs> you Talk walk by the Oh, man. Five-star hotel, easily walking in the door. Oh, Big screen God. TV, full kitchen, stainless steel faucets, refrigerator, wow. porcelain toilet, full shower that you can stand up in, damn near raise your arms in. Holy cow, double-decker beds and a king bed on the other side. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot bigger than my hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told Kevin, I'm like, did you let him sleep in the hammock, or did you allow him to to lay his head, you know, his head down on something? No, I soft? wore the hammock. Well, he <laughs> he he was feeling like he was cheating on the hammock, and at one point he was like, "Do you mind if I string the hammock from the from the bunk bed to the kitchen table?" And I was like, "Scott, just get into the freaking bed." <laughs> so. No, it was nice. Yeah, Did you Tom, actually sleep, Scott? No, barely. Like I, I don't know. I got to bed at like two o'clock. Couldn't sleep. Mm. Tossed and turned a little bit. Thought I was making too much noise, so I stayed awake trying to focus on not making noise. Didn't work. <laughs> and then Tom Shin woke me up to do his six a.m. Brewster pool tandem. Well, it was it was partly my fault. Because I was using the generator, and that's the first time I've ever used that generator. It was brand new. And so I woke up at like 5 or 5.30, and I was like, oh, God. I'm like, we filled the thing up probably around 9.30. Uh, I know it's not running at 25% at least part of the time, so I'm wondering how much fuel is left, right? So mm-hmm. I swing open the door, and I'm like, okay, well, my, the kitchen light's still on, so that means we still have power at least. But I was like, well, at this point, like, I might as well go out there and check it and see what's going on. So I go out and check it. It was sitting at a half a tank. I was blown away. So I guess, like, Man. once the one, yeah, once the sun goes down, I guess, you know, it, it sort of, uh, the compressor not kicking on and off as often, like, it actually was running at 25%, which was kind of nice. And, uh, but at that point, I was like, well, I might as well go ahead and fill it up. So I did. So then I came back into the camper, went to the bathroom, I came out, and I see Tom and, 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 <laughs> and Scott. Tom's looking upward out of his bed. Scott's looking down from his from the top bunk. And all I hear is, Scott. And he's like, yeah. He's like, rooster pull. And he's like, <laughs> Scott's like, tandem. And I'm like like watching this go down. I'm like, shit, I guess that means that I'm going to be the camera guy. And so, yeah, we all got up. And and by the time you guys busted it out, I think it was like six o'clock by the time we were filming. But, you know, you know, in our in our world, that's called pillow talk. 
Hey, Scott. Tandem. That was some of the best pillow talk I've ever had. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Our wives might hear that. Yeah. I mean, nobody was awake, man. It was just us. That was the one thing I was going to bring that I saw you uh, Facebook living, and I'm like, yes, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I was tired as hell. Oh, man. Like there was a point where I chickened out and I started flying away, just away from Tom. Yeah, because it was just too much. Like I'm so tired and sleepy, and we're making all sorts of noise. There's smoke everywhere. Helicopters flying all over. I'm like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, and, and the fact that we then proceeded to survive on like what three and a half, four hours of sleep for the rest of the day was freaking amazing. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So that was a good time had by all. Oh man, it was Absolutely, great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Steve Yoon, I have to give him props. He was he was Ben number two, and uh, he was instrumental to my uh, competition flight. And um, ben we too. <laughs> so we were, and of course, then John. He was Ben number three because he carried my helicopter out to the flight line. That was very cool, John Titus. Um, which yeah, we had a really good time catching up with Steve, of course, Andy, and. Um, just so many people. There were so many great people there. Uh, John Allen, of course, you know, um, uh, Thomas, of course, he was my neighbor with his loud generator. Sorry, Thomas. And, um, (laughs) he's gonna be like, what the hell? Um, Mike Lawrence for the freaking spread you put on. Good Lord. And Thomas's dad, the food was friggin' epic. It was so good. And, uh, the bake, I never thought baked beans could taste so damn good in my entire life, but somehow Mike pulled it off with like meat and vegetables and stuff in with it. Oh my God. It was insane. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of people down the other way. We had, uh, rich, rich sours. We had Lincoln. Um, God, so many people, John Elrod showed up. Um, just so many people. There were some people down on the left. I don't know if I knew them or not. I don't know if you knew them, Scott. It seemed like there was some. Yeah, there was a couple of people that um, <clears throat> that showed up that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, uh, Elrod came up to me, and then I think Nick Wisdom was there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I never got to actually like meet him. Meet him. Yeah, that was his that. first fun fly, I guess. Damn, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, I was kind of caught up with the whole silly competition thing too there for a while. You weren't you caught up in that? You weren't caught up in that. Well, eventually we were trying to figure out why my GPS wasn't working. That was part of it. But uh But yeah, so Marcus showed up. And that was awesome. Yeah, Marcus is awesome. Yeah, oh, I I roped him into pitting with me. I was like, "Dude, you're going to pit here." <laughs> I didn't give him a choice <laughs> and uh and man it was great to catch up with him like he he and i hung out quite a bit uh the, for that uh rest of the day and um i almost killed him but that's okay um, oh my god yeah i was just trying to skid bump the tower that's all <laughs> so but uh yeah i flew his protos nitro and uh man the kid still got it for tuning uh that thing flew really good um I'd venture to say, sorry, uh, Maynard, because your fly is really good, too. But his was probably one of the best ones yeah, I've I ever Yeah, I saw flown. the post. I meant to ask you about that. Yeah, dude, it was so good. It was hmm. really good. So what are you referring to as good? The heli tune or the nitro tune or both? 
Um, it was doing pretty good on on the engine, um, but uh, more or less the the V bar tuning of it all, how it felt. Nice. Uh, it was it was a little more slow than how we like our stuff. Um, which Maynard's is a little bit more uh, hyped up a bit compared to. Um, but well, uh, rem- remember, I told you I kind of want to. Actually, Scott, you're the one I want to talk to. I I want somebody to kind of go through my V bar with me and tell me if I'm a little ridiculous on some settings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all personal preference, though, too. You know. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, if it if it would maybe help with my flying, then I'm all for it. Mm. You know. Yeah, because like Scott, I I first adopted his settings, and I was like, "Whew, this is just a little too quick." And so I kind of, he and I are like four points apart from each other. Like I I mm. I have to take that edge off just a touch because his his is wiggly compared to mine, and uh, that's oh my God. Uh, <laughs> moving moving on. Set up. <laughs> set up. Uh, so that was part of the reason why it was very hard for me to fly your um the raw nitro because it 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 just is you have a lot more it moves quicker than what i'm anticipating and um so it's a little more difficult it was a lot of fun don't get me wrong but and it was very locked in but uh it you just like yours to move a little quicker than i like but so marcus is the way it feels when it wiggles around yeah you like to wiggle it (laughs) uh just a little bit that's what she said yeah the uh, best part about it is this is coming from a person running a 14s <laughs> 50xx motor it says you know yours is too fast on a nitro and i'm like what <laughs> a nitro <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah it flew good though man I'm not gonna lie uh his produce flew really good just a little slower than i like but hey to each his own um so that led me to the next point which is i did fly scott's Rotro. it was it was really good oh god it's so good i i really want one but um i can't do it i gotta i gotta back off but sure you can. Um, yeah, you'll you'll get one when mm. you build mine for me. Mm-mm. Well, well, yeah, we'll have fun with it there at Archie, I guess. But uh, you can always buy mine. I know, I know, I appreciate it. We should do bank two for me, and I'll tame it down a touch. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, of course, Steve and Andy. I spent a lot of time talking to Andy at one point in time. Um, why would you do that? He well, he almost had me convinced to leave the Helihead show to go to Freefall. So I was, I was almost. Oh, there. when you guys were whispering sweet nothings that one night behind mm-hmm. your camper, when all right. of us were too busy fucking flying. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He almost had Thanks. me. I was like, Scott would cry. I can't. I can't do it. I wouldn't cry. You wouldn't cry. There's tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, call me. <laughs> oh gosh for free. yeah there you go uh i even edit um, <laughs> oh gosh so uh do we want to talk about the hurricane thing real quick or no yeah yeah let it rip okay um i guess i get like a laundry list of apologies i don't know but um <laughs> at any rate we we ended up well let's tell the whole thing actually um so i had the mikado gps which is like from back from 2014 so it's 
you know, eh, a little old. <laughs> um, but uh, I was having problems with it. And there's question of whether or not my circles are big enough. I don't know. There's talk about that, but I'm not sure how accurate that is. Um, but one hurricane or one speed run that I, well, hurricane, uh, I did with it uh, was 114. And I thought, God, that's awful slow. And then I remembered, I was like, oh, well, I charged these packs last night. So, you know, it's had time overnight. Let's charge them up, make them fresh, and see what happens. So, charge them up again, uh, did a run with it, and it said 11 miles an hour. Now, this is pre-competition, mind you. But I was like, 11 miles an hour? How's it even possible? You know, this thing's freaking throwing down. So, did it again, 60 miles. Of course, Steve Yoon's with me at this point, but 60 miles an hour on the third run. I'm like, something's just not right here. And the next run, there happened to be somebody on the microphone talking, but we did hear it say 120 something. I don't know what it was though. So at that point, charged the batteries back up again. And I said, Alex, let me, let me see this GPS unit you got, you know, and he had just done a run on the other side of the field and he ran a 128. Of course I didn't mind. It ran at 126. Of course, they were super excited at this point because they had a bigger number, which was cool. Uh, but it just didn't seem to explain like what was going on with mine. And I think we were kind of hung up on that for a bit where we're just like, why is this not working? And I guess we're just going to have to use yours. And, um, and so one thing I noticed about Alex's machine is he didn't have the canopy on. And so I was like, thinking back to the Tim Jones days, and I thought, he never ran a canopy, and I mean, the thing was like stupid light. So I said, Steve, do you think if we took some crap off this thing, it would, you know, make it go faster? So, completely untested, we stripped this thing down as far Thank as we could go. <laughs> and I just want to make an observation. Yeah. They don't strip the helis clean the canopies in speed competitions, do they? I no no they don't okay. no he's he's making it up as he goes yeah. yeah this is totally you know maybe it'll work who knows I don't know um so we uh then we got to the competition right so he did his run Alex and it was not his best run uh, at all in fact uh, he got a one twenty four uh. So then I did my run with the GPS unit, his GPS unit on my heli, and we got zero. It did not record a speed. So a lot of people know about this, uh, but you know we're we're going through it. So, um, so at that point, um, the, the competition I guess had to continue. I really wanted it to be done. <laughs> I really just wanted to get back to just flying. But at any rate. So I was like, okay, I guess we're, we're going we're gonna to do this, you know, and uh, went back, charged the batteries back up. They were talking about doing it after the raffle, which was going to take place at three. Raffles usually take a half an hour or more, sometimes an hour. And I told Jay, I was like, dude, we, we got to do this before. Let's just get it done and over with. And so I still had the GPS attached to my helicopter and I, they obviously wanted me to go first. And so I did, and it seemed like a solid run. I don't think it was as fast as normal. That's just me. Um, but uh, I, I've totally forgot about the good part, didn't I? I'm sorry. Anyway, but uh, 
that second run, uh, obviously, I decided to, to do a couple little flippy doos, and the GPS slipped out and shattered into a hundred pieces, ten pieces. Damn it! I I felt horrible. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I it 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 put a damper on my day. I was like, shit. You know, I really wanted this to work, but um. So it kind of brought everything to a screeching halt. Uh, Jay was trying to come up with solutions. One solution was using um, that Urcha app or whatever and strapping a phone to the bottom. And people were like, you can use your phone, but I'm not using mine. (laughs) And of course, anytime somebody (laughs) says that, you're like, hmm, this is a bad idea. But so... Sorry, I didn't mean to forget the good part, but so the first, the very first run where I didn't get any registered speed, um, I was coming into land. I always do that same overspeed pop dealy thingy that, you know, I just kind of pop it and roll it over and land. Uh, but somehow I did the pop thingy and my index fingers slapped the bank, uh, button from bank three to, or switch to bank one and like head speed was dropping quick. And all of a sudden it did this weird little scoopy doo thing. And I tried to save it. It flew like it was going to go back into the crowd there. Marcus Kim full on sprinted a guy named Chris full on sprinted. Uh, apparently Mike Lawrence was trying to shield his wife, <laughs> pregnant wife, no less. Um, so I'm like, you know, I mean, this is me, you know, I mean, if I don't try to hurt somebody, it's not me. So whatever. But no, I, I, I grabbed throttle hold. I was just trying to skid bump the tower and, um, you know, and land, but, uh, it did come down to one piece. Thank goodness. But sorry to all of you who had to, uh, you know, watch. Is it just me or did it seem to like hang in space for 45 minutes at that light tower? (laughs) Well, everything was slowed down enough for me. I I don't know, but, um, (laughs) you know, I was like, Oh crap. And, um, but yeah, luckily it, it really and truly, it wasn't out of control. The one scoopy doo thing that went like towards the ground and I caught it and brought it back up after it came back up, I had it. I was like, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm good. But I realized like right in my peripheral, I was like, holy crap, that tower is right there. And so I, I grabbed throttle hold just in case it was going to hit that or come down hard in front of it, you know, whatever. But luckily it was able to, you know, float, um, back to the runway kind of thing so um so it really wasn't out of control it looked like it for sure but it it kind of wasn't um but yeah i, I had an accident <laughs> it looked like it for sure but it kind of wasn't <laughs> yeah it really wasn't i but i yeah the confusion was like oh, crap how the heck did i freaking slip up and put myself into bank one like a big dummy but um look at the wrist mm. I was having too much fun, I guess, but trigger finger. <laughs> yeah. But yeah so, after, yeah. so after the second run, of course, you know, I, I destroyed the unit. And like I say, I, I felt like shit after that. I, I felt really bad. And, um, it was planned sabotage. Yeah. Well, so, you know, but, uh, Jay wants to do, I guess the whole thing over again and, um, have everybody get a second chance at it. So, uh, just FYI, we were looking at GPS units tonight, so we might have one, um, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. So sorry to everyone that it was a big letdown. Uh, I realized that it was a big letdown in that regard, but you know, it was fun for those that were there, I suppose. So that's all that matters. But, um, I had fun. 
It's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. The only other thing that I did was I tandemed with Ma- Maddie, Madison, Cliff Lewis's daughter. And so we were doing some just, you know, easygoing little hovering things. And I wasn't even near her. And all she kept saying was, I don't trust you, Kevin. Where's Scott? I trust him. <laughs> and oh, I was like, what the, guided little child. what the freaking wow. crap? So I was like, all right, well, you know what? If we're going to be this way, then I started basically doing backward loops like over and around her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're that guy. Yeah. So then I started doing some funnels and, you know, around her. And then I got one that was stretched out a little too far and I was really heavy. And so this is with the 270, by the way. And so the, the Blade 270, it met its demise, but um, it wasn't actually too bad. I just broke a Jesus bolt, I think. And Is that still Ben's? Um, it kind of is. Like, I think it's like half paid for. I don't really know. We have been like traded, but not really leaving Kevin's hands. It's like, yeah, I, I don't really know if it's fully mine or I have no idea, but they don't seem to care. He looked at it last night and was like, huh, okay, whatever. And he put it on the shelf and walked away. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, other than that, great weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, funny part about that, too, was is that about midnight, I'm dead freaking tired, obviously, because we'd been up, you know, f- four hours of sleep since 5.30. All of a sudden, me and Tom Shin are sitting on the, on the well, he was in the dining table. I was on the couch there, and we're just talking about the day, whatever. And we hear this knock on the door. I open it up, and it's Steve Yoon. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? What, what you need? He's like, oh, I just came to hang out. I was like, okay. It's like midnight, you know? So he starts talking. We're hanging out, whatever else. All of a sudden, another knock happens on the door. And I open it up. It's Andy. He's like, I was just looking for this asshole. And he sits down. And we proceed to talk until two. (laughs) Needless to say, I was like nodding off the entire time. I'm like, holy crap. I'm freaking tired. But, uh. Yeah, so we, we finally but too got... nice to kick anyone out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I woke up at like, I think 7.30-ish, somewhere in there maybe. I think I went to the bathroom. Hold, hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. When did Tom put on that big, you know, that just beat down on his black nitro? Well, oddly enough, he put that on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Which was an I amazing mean, he... flight. Oh my God, that was an amazing fly. I mean, he just he he just held it yeah. the whole time, just beat that crap out of it. Yeah, that was an amazing flight. If you haven't seen him, look for it. I don't even know who posted it. All I know is I watched it. I'm like, God damn, Tom. Yeah, let it breathe. Something. He was on the warpath with that one. Well, Scott definitely needs to throw in his two cents about the about the event, but this does lead into our topic of amazing flights and. I'll tell you this. Uh, I watched. Um, God, what's his name? Crap, he just um, left me. Um, shoot, he's at RCHO. Long hair. Oh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Thank you. I watched him freaking fly a little Oxy three eighty all weekend, and it was epic. I mean, such amazing flights. Very controlled. Yeah, Lincoln's nasty, dude. Mm-hmm. He is an animal. And then I saw him fly Steve's Rotro, and it got even better. 
where I was just like, this is amazing. Kid can freaking rip. And it's not like he's doing anything high energy. It's all low. It's controlled. And just, he, it's, it's amazing. Same thing as Marcus, you know, where it's just like, it's not like overpowered, but it's just extremely precise all the time. It was amazing. So, what'd you, what'd you get into, Scott? Uh, I mean, I got there late Friday. Um, trying to think what happened that day. I mean, it was like six. So there wasn't yeah. a whole ton of people. There was like, what, would you say 10, 15 people at most? I, I want to say there was more than that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah because I, I, because what was it? 61 registered pilots on Saturday. And there was yeah, already Saturday like, blew up. yeah, 30. It was already like 30 or so people. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It, felt, it felt smaller for some reason. Hmm. I wasn't sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, got there, started flying the nitro, and didn't stop flying the nitro. Crashed the nitro, yeah. <laughs> doing a stupid sliding auto. Uh, fixed it. Literally just popped a link back on, and uh, I think I bent the swash driver arms, bent mm. them back, and continued to fly. Nice. <laughs> didn't break a blade or anything. Didn't ding the canopy. Um, yeah. Then stayed in your camper. Bougie, bougie. Yeah. Woke up, did the tandem flight. That was cool. Watched you tool around at 120 odd miles an hour. <laughs> um, did the auto contest. Oh, right. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, who won? won the auto contest and then passed it over to second place. Who? Wait, wait. Who so, won? Uh, Andy won. Okay. <laughs> well, because you, you said you flew it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was awesome. So he won like what? Switchblades or something? Yeah. That's awesome. Are you being sarcastic or are you being serious? No, I'm being serious. I I I, I didn't remember. Oh. I don't okay. know that I was there yeah, for that. I, I, won. I won it and then I gave it to Andy. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Super cool. Mind you, I won it inverted. <laughs> but you can't claim it, right? Yeah, can't claim it. Don't want to claim it. That's please not tell fair. me that. I'm Andy... going to take a set of switch blades. Yeah, from please, someone, you know. Please tell me he blade stopped and then autoed in, because that'd be oh, amazing. Would have been sick, wouldn't that it? That would have been awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was a ton of fun. I don't think anybody really obliterated it except Lincoln. He just nuked his oxy into the crowd, which was great. Oh wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. No one else crashed. Yeah, and flew some electric flights um, with people sitting only, in their lounge chairs. Oh my god, that yeah, that was a lot of fun, <laughs> dude. We all pulled our lounge chairs up to the flight line. Uh, sat yeah, in a row I saw a picture of that. Fly. Yeah, Thomas Mabes flew his logo two hundred right into the banner, and it made the most epic thump I've ever heard. Just <laughs> no damage. Uh, Brandon Cooper decided he was going to open up Brandon Cooper's lawn care and <laughs> proceed to beat on some bushes and break them. Um, oh my gosh. Then he hit the bush too hard, chopped the tail off, and went, what is it called? Splunking? Splunking? <laughs> he went yeah. plunk into the water. <laughs> nice. Uh, I ran over there, almost fell in. Pulled his helicopter out. The thing was like the first half was submerged underwater. Right. Absolutely terrible. Uh, his lady friend, Mrs. Cooper, found the uh, tail case. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
That was a good time. Yeah. Uh, night flying all through the night. But again, I think I touched the electric three times. The whole event was nitro for me. Oh, gosh. I had full intention of flying that 270 all night long, and it didn't last <laughs> long. That, that worked out for you. <laughs> that didn't work out good. But yeah, we were flying in, in front of the people sitting in their lawn chairs, like right on the edge of the flight line. And uh, oh my gosh, what a good time that was just to break out the small stuff and have a have a you know fun time. And uh, that was super cool. But uh, I was beginning to have trouble what I was flying, if it was one of those monster bugs out there, or if it was a 270, I was getting confused. But, uh... <laughs> it was some solid flights, though. You were throwing yeah. it down, man. Oh, thank you. I was enjoying yeah. myself. Oh, so, uh, tell us about the 50 Deuce. What'd you think? Oh, uh, yeah, that thing's an animal. I mean, you, you gave it to me, and I decided... I tried a couple hurricanes, but mostly flew 3D and some as much smack as I could with it. And dude, that thing makes more noise than I think anything else on the planet. <laughs> it certainly attracted the attention of I think everybody at the event when I beat the shit out of it because of all the noise it made. Yeah, like nothing was technical and nothing was difficult. It was just abuse. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, that was crazy. It was an amazing flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it was good. Oh man. Yeah, anything else? Uh, Jeez. Tom's flight was pretty epic. I have to hand it to him. That was one of the best ones of the yeah. of the weekend. Tom's getting good. Yeah. Tom progressed a lot. Yeah, I was I was too chicken of the bugs. I'd I'd retired to the camper at that point. Um, <laughs> but uh, what else had happened? Was there anything that uh, went down? I don't remember. We should have taken notes. I, yeah, I always <laughs> say that I'm going to, and then I don't. But <laughs> well, but we yeah. should have pregamed it before we had this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Done this podcast. Yeah, you can't well, rely on me and Maynard. We're like, yeah. uh, we saw some live video. Yeah, yeah I watched a video. It was good. <laughs> it was <Right>. good. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm, I don't think I commented though, so I I didn't do I didn't do my full job. No. I will say I will say this. Um, Chris Nuts mad. Why? Yeah. After Why? the hurricane challenge popped up on video, he messaged me and he says, "I'm building a new Spectre and I'm coming for your ass." And I was oh, like, "Oh shit. shit, Jesus!" I was like, "Oh man, dude's mad." <laughs> I'm scared because <laughs> he's Mister NASCAR pools, right? He's he's yeah. Gen One. Yeah. 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 Damn, Gen yeah. One. He's mad. He wants his title back, and I'm like, "Well, yeah. you might be fighting Alex, so you know." He's all smoke. He's Don't all worry. smoke. <laughs> uh, He's all smoke. Don't worry about him. <sighs> I don't know. Hope Hope Ego Drift makes a 50 size can because he's gonna need. Yeah. It. Well, he, he might have to put it in an order. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, they do custom ones, right? That's right. I think so. Oh, man. The whole beta motors. Yeah. But really good to see everybody. Of course, you know, Jay and all those guys. Uh, Jesus, he was there, of course. And I uh, watched him fly. He's He's gotten pretty good, too. He's doing really well. Yeah, they're all putting in work. Yeah, they are, man. They're catching up, Scott. We're going to have to start boning up. Well, you are. Me, I'm, yeah, I'm behind. I've been dropping so. the ball lately. So, you know, I suck. But, uh. Yeah. I think that's about it. No? Good yeah, time I think for so. Dragonfly? All right. Nice. 
Well, definitely wanted to cover it and give kudos to uh, John Titus as well as Craig. Uh, you know, Craig Carter, you guys did an amazing job. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Um, as for the hurricane challenge thingy, um, I know some people were hoping for Modown. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, it's looking more like... Uh, well, part of it's because Jay and Alex are not going to make it there. Oh, they're um, not going to Modown? I don't... That's uh, what it sounded like. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't quote me, okay? Um, but I do know that Jay is helping out Ray Leper at Heli Extravaganza, and Alex has uh, plans to be there as well. So it is tentative, tentatively planned for Heli Extravaganza, which is awesome because we don't have to shut down a flight line. We could all carry over to a different side somewhere and, you know, get it done. Whoever wants to watch, please come and watch. But uh, at least that way we're not tying up flight line time for, for people, you know? what What's the date for Extravaganza? Uh, I think it's September 9th through the 12th. It's early. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's early this year. Okay. So, and what do we have a date for Modown? Uh, isn't that usually like the beginning of October? Yeah, that's what I thought. It used to be yeah. at the end of September. Now it's at the beginning of October, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. So those two are pretty close to each other. They are. They are. Okay. All right. So, I we're, think that might be part of the reason why Heli Extravaganza moved to the front of September. Yeah yeah um but uh if you have not been there you need to go the facilities yeah. there are amazing yeah they're great too yeah i mean it's a beautiful place to fly just the location itself is absolutely gorgeous um so you guys definitely need to put that one on your calendars if you're not going to urcha go to, go to that one how about that so i'll be there let's let's make heli extravaganza great again yeah heli <laughs> extravaganza great again hmm yeah, because they have an auto contest too, but it's like a big deal. Like they put skids. The sliding auto contest? Yeah, the sliding auto thing. So Yeah, I still have my skids from last year that I won for longest debris field. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You yard sailed the shit out of that thing. Well, I lost my fucking tail. Yeah. <laughs> Where did it go? Um, Not with the heli. <laughs> mm. But it was a good time. I forget who won that, but uh, it was really fun. If I make it this year, hopefully I could actually go watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's it's just a great place, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. If nothing else, Gooch rent rent a camper. You know. Yeah. So that place is perfect for hammock sleeping. Oh, there you go. Definitely. Yeah, because you got the shower and you know the facilities to support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm about to buy me one of them uh, roof tents for my Forerunner. Oh, dude, go. they're so Do good. That way. Yeah. Did yeah. you not see my old Forerunner? The camera. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember because so you you had it at the last Heli Extravaganza. Yeah, that yeah. was so good to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely, definitely go. Let's uh, let's hit that one up. Heck yeah. And um and I and and just early way early on, but uh let's try and make uh winter bash happen. Yeah, let's, they're let's doing see. it. Yeah. I go to see. that every year. Yeah, let's I see know can... I know it's kinda up in the air right now. Yeah. 
Let's see if we can't get that one done too, because. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to talk to somebody then. Yeah. I didn't think it was up in the air. I thought it was legit. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it's thought, going down. I, I thought it was possibly up in the air. Okay. Nah. Maybe last year it was up in the air. Uh, maybe that's... we make we make our own winter bash. Uh, we'll figure out. it out. But yeah, yeah. If that's happening, then let's make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move it along. What do, do we it. have next? What is hot? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a quick one. It was since we we just wrapped up the dragonfly talk. Let's talk on what is hot. How about a new raw gasser from Carrie? Yeah, cool. Looks amazing. Yeah. I like I, it. I, is it just me, or it kind of looks better than the Kraken Gasser? Off the yeah, it definitely looks better than the Kraken Gasser. I agree. Yeah, I would consider I it. I'm really hoping that he revamps it to utilize the nitro parts. Mm. Just because it. it was electric, right? It's based on electric right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Could you make those changes regardless? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. The transmission yeah. is different. I don't know if that'll cause an issue, but only the upper part. Oh, the right. frame width is also slightly different. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have thought he would have he waited to see what the nitro version would be to go off that, but I guess if yeah. you want to get it out there. How could you wait, though? He's yeah, got to get it done. That's, that's what I'm saying. If you just want to get it out there, then. Yeah. If he waited, he would have gotten crap for waiting. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> he can't win, right? No matter yeah, what. There's no way you're going to win at all. No. Yeah. That's kind of all I saw. Um, how about, you know, I really want to talk to, I don't know if you guys, have you guys talked about uh, Eric's and Mike's uh, charge case services? Yeah, case medics. Case yeah. medics. I thought that was, I mean, at least to me, because, I, you know, I skipped uh, the last show and everything else. Um, they're, they're really turning out some, some quite a few of the cases for people. Yeah, they're and nice, I, too. They do. They're very simple. I mean, not that they couldn't make it more complicated, but it's exactly what you need, a, a, a mm-hmm. budget-friendly case, right, Bill? Yeah. I want the Rita edition. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> the yeah. Rita edition. Mm-hmm. Every time you open it, there's like maracas going on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, Mike Lawrence and Eric Shu, sort of speak, kind of got together and they're doing that. So if you want, drop them a message. Yeah. And I think they have a Facebook uh, page too, right, Scott? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yep. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. That's kind of all I had, though. Like, there hasn't been anything else. Can you guys think of anything else that's hot and on top right now uh not really i got nothing still nope. still in an electronics chip shortage it sounds like mm. mikado is getting a shipment of uh uh fly units coming in they're getting a shipment of the uh, mrci pipes coming in Ooh. and some more vtx blades so oh, that's wow. like straight up i think i just saw it post on facebook from brian so that's cool cool yeah i did end up actually going uh with another uh, neo for my uh kraken uh, not kraken but raw nitro you're not gonna go the, for top of fully no i uh i was looking to and it was out of stock right and i was looking at you know, there's, there's some ebay that people that have them but i'm like you know what 
uh, I'm just going to wait for Futaba USA. I'll just get a Neo in the meantime. And I literally bought the Neo from A-Main. And because I had 50, I had money left over from gift cards. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is that uh, Futaba came back into stock the day after. but i'm like i had like i literally paid like a hundred bucks for a neo still frustrating though it's Mm. frustrating though because i would have rather just get the cgy 760 so i'm probably gonna end up and just getting the 760 just to have it and convert it whenever and then another thing too is i would have to get a uh magnet sensor for futabo oh are they different Uh, I, I don't know if they're different, but I, I was just like, I don't want to build everything and then be like, oh, the Spartan sensor doesn't work with Futaba. <laughs> so, because, you know, they have the, you know, like the, the I don't want to say better looking, but they have like the enclosed magnet sensors that they, they run Futaba has. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're different, but I'm like, you know what, I, I also like to once again, keep it simple. So uh, if I know for a fact that the Futaba sensor is going to work, I'm just going to go with it, you know? Wasn't the Futaba sensor, well, couldn't you only run that at like 6 volts or something? I think that's 5. the old 8. one, the, B- the, the BPS-1 or whatever it was called, where it had a little thing in line. I think the new ones plug in directly. There's just a wire from the sensor to, that goes plugs into the 760. So I didn't know. I didn't want to mess with it, you know? Okay. I kind of also like to keep it, you know, make it simple on myself, you know? Yeah. So, as of right now, Kevin, I got pretty much everything for the Rotro. <laughs> just waiting for the kit. Well, you're in luck, sir, because it sounds like I might have a few days before I, I roll out. So, I might be mm-hmm. able to have that thing ready to turn over by the time I get there. Yeah. So, plan is to give you pretty much everything when you come up to South Kanekistan. Mm-hmm. except the kit and then have that ship the kit to you so you could build it for me hell yeah i'm down i like this service mm-hmm. i don't i thought i was building it for you oh. <laughs> it gives you guys a reason to get together and sing kumbaya and build the kit. are you kidding me scott doesn't come visit me i'm not cool enough nope <laughs> 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 so yeah I'm sure that's the plan but yeah nothing else new I think that was about it alright well does anyone have anything to add nope sweet nope. alright let's take a short break and we'll be right back right back hey everyone since my return to the hobby I was in pursuit for the best flying helis on the market SAB Goblin has grown exponentially in popularity over the years, so it seemed only fitting that I try a Goblin. After owning a few now, I always shop where customer service is top-notch, bkhobbies.com. BK Hobbies carries SAB Goblin, BK Servos, Switchblades, and other various electronics. Not to mention, Bert and Kyle have years in the hobby as competition pilots and are both ambassadors of the hobby. So why would you shop anywhere else? bkhobbies.com All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Tonight we have a topic we're going to talk about, and uh, it's just for fun. So basically, it's it's you know what what do we consider you know a great flight, and of course that is subjective, uh, you know. But that's what makes it great because all you know the four of us here we may think 
differently of what we think is is you know is a great flight so uh we're gonna have a little bit of fun with this and uh and just kind of rattle through it and maybe you guys will uh when gucci posts the show up uh you know maybe you guys can comment on what what you think is a great flight maybe give us some feedback that'd be kind of fun so but uh yeah tell us about it scott what you got so to me it's hugely important with the way the flight presents but it's all based on opinion like we aren't experts right but we're just going to go off what we see in flights what we appreciate in flights and what we get from other people as well including judges for what they look for in flights we're not talking competition though we're just talking sunday at the field smacking around with your friends but that's basically we're gonna what we're gonna cover it's not like did you do this maneuver did you do that maneuver it's really how did you execute that maneuver and how did you get to that point execute it and then leave that maneuver and that i feel is what makes like a really unique packaged flight i guess you could say so the first thing i wanted to really bring up was flow and transitions Mm -hmm. like how do you go from taking off the ground into your first maneuver into your second maneuver and then into your third so if you look at dudes like kyle Dahl or someone wrote ben stacy in the notes that's hilarious ben storick (laughs) (laughs) if you look at the way these guys fly around they never stop the thing is always moving it's going left right it's going back forwards but it never really stops unless they do an intentional you know stop maneuver whatever big big loud noise but everything seems to flow and move with a transition in the middle mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what gives each pilot their soul and character is those transitions between maneuvers right and the more fluid you are between them i think the better that flight's going to look in total um if you look at doll he does these like really radical figure eights low to the ground that change orientation throughout and lead into different maneuvers or if you look at Ben Storick as well, he does the same sort of thing, but he'll translate those into vertical loops, horizontal loops, TikToks back and forth, pirouetting stuff along, always moving in the same direction. And it gives that real stitched together feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So something like that too would be like, uh, hmm, let me think here. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is, is very rarely would you see him like push disc out to the left, then come back and travel backwards without doing something from left to right. So basically meaning, you know, you, you would transition on your left shoulder doing some type of transition. You would come back, but they would like, they do rolls from one side to the other. Then they spin it around. Then they might TikTok coming back towards themselves, but there's always something going on. There's always yeah, a transition stuff at the end too. Yes. So there's very much like a beginning, there's a middle section and an end, right? So it's kind of like there's always something going on each time they go from left to right. There's never any dead space, I guess is maybe the best way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. So like if they're doing aileron rolls from left to right sort of thing, maybe when he gets to the end, he'll put in this like uh, it starts rolling along then he'll do like this maybe pirouetting thing loop it around and then continue back towards the flight line right all in one fluid maneuver like it didn't stop it's not like they get over there hit the brake stop turn the thing around and come back you know yes. and do something else it's, that's like a break up to the rhythm and flow of of the, the flight exactly i totally agree and Kyle Dahl is a prime example because he oh, yeah. is very smooth and, and intentional about everything that he does so, and 
also here, I guess, you know, we have Ben Stork is also one of those where it's uh, so uh, kind of like even Kyle Stacy, right? Where, you know, he might be nose left going out towards the left off his left shoulder, but in doing something, some type of maneuver. But when he brings it back, pirouettes at something and then brings it back, he might switch to nose in. And then do like a nose-in loop or something where the orientation, there's always an orientational change. So there's always a flow into something else. But Mm -hmm. on either end of those, there's always some form of a transition. So Yeah, and I'm always hearing people say, oh, that guy has cool transitions. Like you'll always hear people comment about a pilot's Mm -hmm. transitions, right? And they always say it's not the maneuvers, it's the transitions. I'm sure you've heard that. Sure. Yep. 100%. I'm... It's yeah. really what ties things in and, and really makes things look a lot more extravagant when you when you see something just flowing into one thing, into another, into another. It it, mm-hmm. it just makes it look so much better. Yeah. yeah. I think stitching was a great word to use because yeah. it, it's very much like mm-hmm. tying all those things together, but where there's no dead air, there's no dead space. It's not like you stop and think about it for a second, then boom, go into something else. And it might be like nanoseconds, but because you stopped and you thought about it, that's what separates you from like that pro level flight. You know what I mean? Not to com- you know get people down, but just saying that, you know, that's, that's the difference between them and us mere mortals is that they, <laughs> they're constantly... It's always moving. And it's always moving in and out of orientations, but those transitions between those maneuvers, whatever it is that they choose to do, is like key. It's it's what ties it all together. Yeah. And that's probably for me that's the biggest struggle is the transitions and keeping it flu- moving at all times. Mm-hmm. Did you guys you know, really know about transitions like when you were starting or early on? Because I remember when I came back in the hobby, people were talking about transitions, saying, oh, you got to work in your transitions or got to do this and that. And I had no clue what they were talking about. And it didn't click until like a year or so ago what they were talking about. For me, it was just observational where I yeah. eventually, you know, back then it was just like, oh, I got to learn TikToks. Oh, I got to learn Pyro flips. But every time you did that, there was always a pause somewhere. You yeah. would stop what you were doing and you'd move into the next thing. And it was very evident that you were starting and stopping a new maneuver. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was the more you got out more and watching the pros and all that, that you saw the crazy transitions and realized, yeah. you know, more what you needed. I right. think that's why I didn't get it, because when I learned to fly, like I was alone for so many years, it wasn't until recently I started going to events and seeing people fly, and then this started to click. I see this everything all linked together, and I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, that's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll really change your view. Yep. The, 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 when it clicked to me was when you could just see a, a nose you know, in loop, right? And then you see a nosing loop transition to, let's say, a hurricane, right? And you're like, holy crap, like, those are simple. You could, you know, they're not terribly, you know, complicated, but that transition is what made them over the top. And you're mm-hmm. like, crap, I could do both of those. I just got to figure out my transition now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it might be a, a half pure, you know, uh, flip or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that's where, like, you know, you know, hanging out with Kevin, 
you know, that's always, we always talked about that because, you know, we noticed that, you know, some of the pros, they weren't doing anything super complicated maneuver wise. It was the transition that set them aside. You hear that guys? All you pros, Daniel Toriak is calling you out. Y'all are not doing anything complicated. <laughs> well, I, I think that was just the beginning of observation <laughs> because that's, you know, in the beginning is the simpler maneuvers is what you, what from my level I was able to comprehend a nose in loop. You know, Italian loop, a figure eight, right? All those things are very simple for, for mere mortals like myself at the time was to understand. And then you see them and they were like, well, that wasn't hard. It's not hard to do the maneuver itself, but the transition was the tough part. Mm-hmm. So you start picking that by seeing it, you know? So that was pretty interesting. And thanks for being a douche. Oh, no problem. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, well also which we're going to get into that later but it also has to do with maintaining that altitude right yeah consistent altitude is is huge that is big time that's almost as important as as transitions yeah so what is it the uh the dude up in ohio says the sweet spot (laughs) yeah get in the sweet spot keep it there it not is. too high, but not too low. It's, there's yep. a sweet spot, and it's usually about less than five feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high level. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's where it's at. Mm. Nice. Plus, short people, because you know, for me, is eye level at five feet. For you, Scott, it's like <laughs> you know, waist high. Yeah. And nice. then Ooh. adding to the whole flow and keeping it moving is something that I, I guess I've called energy utilization, the transition of momentum. Mm-hmm. So. One of the pilots recently, I guess, that changed their flying style that does not do this is to rank. You watch his flights, it's stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, 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 stop, start, like blisteringly fast, right? Mm -hmm. Not not taking away from his style, but you go to some of his older flights, like the one to the side of the road between the palm trees, where everything is fluid and joined and linked and nice, and it's, it's not really a ton of hard stops. That, to me is really impressive when they're utilizing their energy in such a way that, that it looks like it continues on. They're not wasting it, stopping it with a rotor disc. Right. So someone who's probably the king of this, Nick Maxwell, mm. dude can just run a terribly tuned nitro helicopter and keep that thing humming and floating and flying in all different orientations, whatever he wants to do. And the momentum keeps going, so he doesn't have to stop it using power of the helicopter and get it going again using the power of the helicopter. It, he just keeps adding little bit by little bit into the movement of the heli and keeps it going. Yes. And then, um, yeah, Kyle what? Stacy. You know? So, yeah. with Kyle, you know, the interesting thing about Kyle... Um, uh, um, hmm. I don't want to say compared to Tarek because they kind of are two different people, right? But uh, when Tarek was doing the very smooth stuff where it was very uh, technical, shall we say, it wasn't like, let me see if I can break it. Because um, yeah. uh, back then, you know, he was doing some very, very cool stuff. But one of the cool things about Kyle Stacy is that it's not that he's running crazy high head speeds or anything like that. It's just that his maneuvers are very intentional, but they're done with high energy. And that sort of adds a whole different element, 
you know, uh, when you're watching him fly because it's, it's moving from one side of the field to the other constantly, changing with tran- transitions. And it's he's going in and out of orientations the entire time, but at a rapid rate where I also believe he uses momentum to his advantage. Yeah, and it rarely cancels out unless he does like an intentional maneuver Stop. towards the yeah towards the, the like 10 feet in front of where he's standing and boom you know big impressive right. intentional stop just for effect and then continues on but anytime he's not right center stage shock and awe he never cancels the momentum it keeps going mm-hmm. yeah and that that to me also it just it makes it look so intentional everything you're doing right totally agree yeah he's yeah. he's definitely one of those that uh his he's got it he's going places that kid yeah he's gonna be famous with them. <laughs> momentum is key yeah yep. thank god he's not on this podcast right now because his head would be so big oh no i i pre-thought about that before i was like you know it's probably a good thing he's not going to be on here because <laughs> yeah. boy he'd be we like totally I just go. have to not talk about him yeah. <laughs> he'd probably be like yeah you know when i fly when i do high energy and i'm really good at it <laughs> but, uh, i don't know if you guys know this but i'm really good at it. <laughs> Oh man, he's gonna listen to this, and he's—I don't know—he's still gonna get big-headed. We gotta bring him down a notch. Yeah, you uh-huh. suck, Kyle. No, um, no, no, we'll talk about a pilot that beat him. So, Companoy. Oh, 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 oh rip shot right in the Canadian. <laughs> Low blow. What, what does Con do good? Let's talk about his do good. Yeah, and, and to me, obviously, he does a ton of things good. But to me, something that stands out is the dude's rhythm and timing. Yes. Everything he does seems like it has a very consistent rhythm. So if he does a tick, it's the same duration as a talk and vice versa. When he does, uh, I don't know how to say, like, well, I'm drawing a blank here. Help me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, w- well, again, you, you're talking about, like, here in the notes is saying, you know, rolling rainbows and things like that, you know, um, or even Piro rainbows, like they they stay on a certain course, right? No, I think where I was going with that is he does this maneuver where he does these back and forth rainbows, basically oh, away right, from right, you right. and towards you. Yes. Yeah. But whenever you get to the end, you do an aileron roll and come back, stop, yes. aileron roll, yes. go back. Well, every one of those hits on either side are the same timing, the same rhythm with one another. He yes. spends the same amount of time going yeah. to as he is fro, fro, to and fro. Yeah. <laughs> Their distance the same. They, the speed is the same. They just look perfectly symmetrical on each side. Cadence. Exactly. There's a cadence. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. The, the maneuvers have a certain cadence to them. It's not like tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, 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 tock. <laughs> you know, yeah. based right. on losing control because i feel like a lot of people including myself when i do things i'll I'll start the maneuver and then i'll end it based on where the helicopter is going slightly out of my control not not like it's out of control but like if i'm doing back and forth rainbows sometimes you undershoot one a little bit or you overshoot it a little bit and you got to stop it early because you know the ground's there yeah, you literally fall in and out of rhythm sometimes. Well, yeah, just so as I, you're trying to keep it from, you know, going yeah. somewhere you don't want it to go. Yeah, right. exactly. And I don't know if you guys are like me, uh, but, you know, it's like even like doing aileron TikToks going from right to left and it's disc in towards you. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get them going pretty quick where it's like chugga, 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 back and forth. But then all of a sudden I'll lose that rhythm and I'll just flip out of it and do something else because obviously I'm trying to cover up that I suck. So... <laughs> 
but you know, but that that's how I do it. I don't know about you guys. Band-aid. Just yeah. you know, putting myself Band-aid. out there. But um, but that's the difference between these guys and us is that their rhythm, that rhythm is, is gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it shows to me it shows full control. If you're yeah. able to dictate the time in which you change direction in a maneuver, you have it totally in control because mm-hmm. you literally don't need to make a correction before hitting the ground to change the timing. Right. Like everything's exactly what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it makes it stand out. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sound and stops. What we got there? Mm. So same same kind of thing. I mean, using using the stop, the change of direction, the canceling of energy as like a shock and awe piece to your flight. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about Kyle. He carries all this energy throughout his entire flight. He'll do, you know, he'll loop around, he'll pirouette, he'll do a big diagonal 45 loop, come in, flip the thing like a half corkscrew, and then bam, right center stage right in front of you. And yeah. then off and go, you know, other directions and stuff. Um, use of that for shock and awe. And then the same kind of thing for uh, like flights to music. Mm-hmm. Using those those stops and starts and blade farts in order to to give emphasis to the maneuver at that exact spot in the the flight. Right. Yeah. That but coming, I, in, coming in hot off of one maneuver, hitting a, a hard wall, and then transitioning into something else. But you're, you're getting that loud. Well, let's stop. let's add let's yeah. add a little bit to that, Maynard. So, uh, what I see a lot of guys too is that they'll they'll unload the head right? Where it's like borderline overspeed sometimes. Like maybe you don't see that it's going to overspeed or it doesn't actually do it quite yet, but they unloaded it in a way that when they do that big pop, it's very like, you know, theatrical, right? It's like big. It's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of that. Yeah. It's like that, that kick ninja kick thing I do whenever I zip from like right to left center Mm -hmm. stage and just, just crank it right in front of everybody. That's for that. That's like shocking off center, make some noise. Mm-hmm. And then I do this other thing where I come from right to left too. And I, I hit right aileron real hard and then I soften it down. So it goes like boom, through the air. Like it's like a lightsaber kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Like using that, yeah. using this, the abrupt maneuver to make sound intentionally to add to your flight. Yeah. yeah, but I do want to kind of know something on this one, though. I feel like this is one of those areas that you have to use it sparingly and yeah. not just just overdo it. Yeah, I mean, it's only uh, good so many times. Yeah, I mean, like, unlike like rhythm, like you should have rhythm the whole time, right? You know, yeah. but and that's kind of why we brought it up. It's yeah, because yeah. to use it intentionally when you want it to look good, not just all the sound all the time because i have yeah. a lot of head speed and i have a lot of pitch and yeah yeah, yeah. Over Every, everything has its place <laughs> yeah yeah so one one pilot let's bring one pilot that does this really good sound and stops i mean how can we not say duncan bosian with his overspeeds mm-hmm. Bosian, mr Frenchie. yeah you know what i didn't realize about duncan is his family pedigree like yeah. everybody in his family flies oh yeah his hmm. brother is actually a really good heli pilot too, by the way. Oh, interesting. I yeah. thought they don't make donuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought Duncan made donuts. Yeah, Never what is his out. brother's name? Because I remember him flying as well. That was a long uh, time ago. Yeah, why can't I? I'm going to blank on his name. Brandon? Crispy? No. Uh, 
I'll, I'll find out and get back to you guys. How yeah. about that? Give All me right. a few. I team that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and also don't come flying at the flight line at 200 miles an hour and do an overspeed and slap it there either because that, that nobody likes that. So What, Kevin? Hmm? What? What? Hmm? Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. Oh, man. <laughs> what else strikes you as, as cool, Kevin? What makes the flight good? Uh, I would have to say... Um, we've kind of touched on a little bit uh is the the uniformity of maneuvers so kind of like if you're doing funnels uh and you know you're basically going from inverted to upright if they are the same size right so the circles Mm -hmm. the figure eight is actually um what's the word i'm looking for uh, uniform in shape <laughs> that <they're>, thank you <laughs> uh yeah that too um but they're the same shape they're not you know um different size circles right the diameter is the same on either side um yeah. that makes a big difference um like hugely visible if you're doing loops with a nitro yes and you want to make sure on your second loop you're driving through your nitro smoke mm-hmm. or at least close to it you know no egg shapes yeah, no egg shapes. Yeah, I'm good at those. And so. then same if you're doing maneuvers, if you swing wide left and you want to go right, go the same distance right as you are left when you're doing something. So a big old figure eight, if you're five feet on your right and 20 feet on your left, kind of looks like shit. Like yeah. it, it looks way better if it's, you know, 10 feet out in the right, 10 feet out, out in the left. Yeah, this kind of leads into the next one too, but um, like doing uh, uh, hurricanes and having one side be 10 feet higher than the left side kind of thing, you know, where it's almost, you know, um, raising up on one side and lowering on the other, where it's just not uniform. It's not straight across the board. It's not level. Yeah. Assuming it's not intentional. I've seen some sweet ass 45 degree hurricanes where it goes way up in the back, comes screaming down to, to you know, hit pipe mm-hmm. in the front, but he does it, you know, four five, six times in a row. And it's always the same height. Every time it comes around the front, right? Everything's uniform and intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Which leads into position. Yeah. Where that hurricane is, is it right. dead center to where you're standing? Is it five feet to your left? Is it 10 feet away? Then it's 10 feet towards you. Like, is it the same place every time? And then what, what lines do you follow when you fly as well? Yeah. Do you guys follow lines when you fly or try to? Uh, try. (laughs) Very much. Occasionally. Yeah. So that, that's the one thing for me, I think so when you say, what is a great flight? This you're touching on one right now that I feel is super important. Kyle does it. Marcus Kim does it. Mitch Morozas does it. All the pro guys are doing it for the most part. But it's there's that imaginary line that runs right down the field, parallel with the field, and the model never leaves that line. It doesn't go mm-hmm. further out. It doesn't come closer in, unless it's intentional. But you know, like a Mobius or something, right? That would kind of vary, but that's intentional. But like if they're doing, you know, going back and forth, left to right and doing pirouetting things, coming in and out of orientations, nose in to then, you know, to TikTok or whatever, it stays on that line. 
And to me, that's what separates us mere mortals from the pros is that they mm-hmm. can they have so much control to keep it on yeah. that line. It's just jaw dropping. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the most common lines too is like you said, straight across the the flight line. And then they do straight out from the pilot. So if you do, I don't know, you're doing a hurricane or something, you come around, you turn it into a, a towards you loop. It's dead smack in the middle of you on that line. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they'll transition it into like a 45. So there's a 45 degree line going out as well. You'll see a lot of pro pilots follow that, that setup where yeah. you use 45s, you use straight and you use straight across the flight line. Like go watch a bunch of flight videos and you'll start to pick up on this. If you haven't already. Um, how they keep on those trajectories almost all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess the only answer is, is burn more fuel and charge more batteries. I, I don't know what else to say to, to get there. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, quit your job. Too. Like, yeah, quit, quit your job. <laughs> quit yeah. your job. Start dedicating your time to helicopters. Yeah. It? Get your ass out and fly. There yeah. it is. Just get it right. Yeah. The COVID <laughs> checks will keep the parts coming. It's fine. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> So that's so a big one. Yep. The brother is Jonathan. Jonathan Boise, that's right. Yeah. And then I oh, think their dad is uh Jacques Boisson. And they definitely have <laughs> this was a post I think by Duncan that said being a Boison family doesn't mean you'll become the best RC best in RC, but we will do everything to make your dream come true. Nice. So the whole family is like in it, like competing and everything else in rc is pretty cool mm-hmm. cool high team out right <laughs> team out. all right so kind of let's talk shapes right i love shapes you know <laughs> yeah i love, still I love trouble with that square peg in the round hole though <laughs> I, I know every time he gets me <laughs> it took him a while to shave the corners off it <laughs> so, Let's talk shapes. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't, you know, obviously most maneuvers are some kind of shape, right? Not necessarily every single one of them, but most of them. But what do you, what did you, what were you, what were you trying to look for when you talk shapes in a, in a flight? Symmetrical. Symmetrical. Okay. So if you do a square on the left side, repeat that shape on the other side of the the center line right yeah or make yeah. it look like a square not a rhombus yeah i was gonna yeah. say if you're doing like a tiktok box with a tandem person <laughs> it needs to look like a box not a trapezoid <laughs> <laughs> so that was you know that's kind of like uh what is the maneuver from f3n scott where you do a big a big funnel but then at uh, the you know, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you do a small funnel. The waltz? The waltz, right? So what it is, it's just symmetrical shapes across this, you know, circle, right? Where you do a smaller circle while you're doing the big circle, and it's a continuous thing. So it doesn't have to be complicated, right? I mean, I don't feel like that maneuver is complicated from... The shapes that you're creating is the control of it that you have to show, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that you don't only know how to do the maneuver, but you know how to make corrections throughout the entire maneuver to put it in the position you want in order to draw a shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So one big name for this one, uh, I think we came up with Kyle Dahl. I mean, yeah. they, all, yeah. a lot of the pros, you know, are good at this, right? But. I think Kyle Dahl does um, really good at that. And we think, or at least our opinion, 
uh, is that is because he's got an airplane pilot foundation that helps with that. If you have that, the airplane foundation. Sure. Um, you know, but it doesn't mean that if you don't have the airplane experience, it, it doesn't help. You know, you cannot do it. Yeah, I but think it helps it's just out. more of an emphasis with airplanes, right? Yeah. I mean, when your flight envelope is so limited, you got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like airplanes would always, quote unquote, will move forwards, right? It's not yeah, like a helicopter where you do the maneuver. Yep. Yeah. So, Very cool. and that was, I think that's kind of what helped me with flying circuits with helicopters, right? Because as long as it moved in the, the way an airplane does, I felt comfortable, right? I knew the inputs that I need to put to keep it on a path. I knew you were a planker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, started when I was seven, I guess. That's it, right. I am what, what I eat, right? Mm. What do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> so, the next one, Kevin, that you have here. Yeah, t- so... Speed and consistency, right? So, uh, not necessarily meaning Mach 2. Uh, so, but there are some people, like Nick, who can fly extremely fast and move in and out of orientations. And again, moving back to what we talked about previously, he uses uh, um, momentum to keep that speed consistent, right? However... There's a flip side to this, because watching him is amazing. But I'm going to tell you, watching Marcus Kim, whose speed is not high, it's just very floaty, very intentional. His speed isn't all that much, but he's still extremely consistent in what he Mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's more important. Like, if you go up the side of a loop, the same speed you come down the side of a loop, that's impressive. Right. Like, especially a a technical one. So if you're doing, like, rolling loops, those things are hard to get the up speed to match the down speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a telltale sign you have full control of it if you can pull that off. Right. Or you can't you can't do a a regular funnel one speed and then do an inverted funnel blistering fast. You know, it, yeah. it's just consistency with with everything you do. Or you know, a, a left-handed hurricane and then a right-handed hurricane, and they're both two different speeds. You know, it's yeah. just consistency throughout the whole routine just really pulls everything together. Sure does. Something that's super obvious too. If you see someone that maybe isn't a hundred percent comfortable with pyro flips. Watch their tail rate, the speed yeah. at which they flip. Yeah. They'll go slow when they're upright, and then they'll speed up yeah. the tail really quick during the flip because that's the only speed that they, you know, they can get the pyro flip around comfortably. That's good. Yeah. Or if you see someone doing pyro flip slow, when they start to get in trouble, they may start cranking it because, again, that's their comfort speed. Mm-hmm. So that whole maneuver is not consistent as, at all speed-wise. Right. So... Uh, I don't want to transition into this. I got no transition set up for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just pure flip right on into this. Well, yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Quickly. It's pure. Faster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. My Speaking of pure flipping, is it harder when you have a model that weighs more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of models that weigh more, yeah. model mass, weight, and hang time. Mm. So, like you were talking about um, Marcus Kim and the way he flies, he does sort of floaty stuff, very consistent. It's it's like he uses a hang time as part of his maneuver, right? He does very much. And to me, that that shows that you're not rushing to get to the next part of the maneuver. You're going to use 
use that hang time as part of your flight. And something to me that that shows that you have full control of model mass and weight and the way you're slinging this thing around is like, imagine flying forward, you know, left to right down the flight line and you're pulling backflips. If you don't compensate with collective, what's that thing going to do? What's the hell are they going to do? It's going to stop. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to go up and it's going to do like loops and loops and yeah. slow down and lose. You're all not going to keep the right? forward momentum. Yeah. Whereas if you pull back on it and you time in your negative collective, absolutely perfect. And then as you come around, start to get upside down, you feed in positive. You can make a forward traveling backflip, stay the same altitude and the same speed exactly. If you can finesse the collective correctly through it, maintaining that direction of travel and using the model's mass to keep it moving in those no lift situations, like an up tilt on the disc. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not again, all, you know, ties within the timing and everything. It's all, it's all, it's all a dance, you know? It, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Actually, it is kind of like a, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's what we do. Figure skating yeah, in the air, you know. Ballet. Yeah. Yep. Air ballet. Yeah. Air ballet. <laughs> it's like air guitar, but way cooler. Yeah. 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 So and then, we all we're the only ones that think that. By the way, just to let you know, <laughs> us in the heavy world. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is like you, bunch of nerds. So yeah. not not that I would know anything about this or anything, um, <laughs> but what about um, moves that might be dangerous or make your friends poop their pants or maybe stop an entire fun fly? I don't know. Just I mean, <laughs> Kevin. I don't know, Kevin, why do the notes on this just say IDK Kevin? <laughs> I don't know. Um, no one does. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it. Um, hmm. Yeah. I I. I think it's more an issue of people who are used to how I fly or using me as an example, uh, versus people who are not familiar with how I fly or maybe who aren't used to those types of intensity, high intensity maneuvers. Right. You know, what's funny that you mentioned that I'm not scared of your flying anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I was going to say, different <laughs> bystanders react differently. Yeah. Of course well, they do. I used to yeah. be a, a little fearty and I'd get freaked out and go, oh my God, I'm going to die with a 700 to the teeth. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was going to say you've never lost it, but that would be a lie. But I mean, <laughs> I haven't died yet. Yeah. Yeah. But did you die? But you know what's funny, Scott? It was what? only a matter of time until you get. So to speak, comfortable. And it's called and desensitized. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like I've seen, I've yeah. seen the maneuvers now. I know what to expect. I know what's going to come. It's not a freak yeah. out situation anymore. Like when it comes barreling out of a hurricane towards me, uh, so nose forward hurricane. All of a sudden, it starts pitching right towards the flight line towards me. I know what he's doing because I've seen this maneuver. Yeah. It's going to be followed by a big collective slap and a pyro flip out of it. Yeah. yeah, like I've seen it. Dang it, i got to change my routine. <laughs> yeah. So now the only thing I'm worried about is the um, tensile strength of plastic uh, bowlings. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. true. Yeah. There is yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I think it would blow up in midair, though, if something happened. We we had Me and Ben had this conversation um, long ago when the 550 came screaming back at us at RCHO, and I popped it up in front of us, and 
and even Ben, I think, was a little shook by it. And <laughs> and so there was he was saying, well, what about if this happened? I'm like, dude, if that happened, this would happen. It, it wouldn't even make it to us. Because if a link popped off or whatever the case, like it would just eat itself, you know. And there, so there was. So he says, "Well, what if that hurricane coming back toward us? What if, what if something let loose?" I'm like, "Then again, it would absolutely eat itself and fall straight down, like at an angle, of course." But it, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like it's not well thought out. I'm not saying that something couldn't freak of nature happen. Definitely could. Um, but you know, knock on wood. I, you know, what, 12 years of flying now? I mean, I haven't had that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the only thing I'm ever worried about, like with mechanicals with people flying, because like you said, it's correct. You pop a link, it doesn't make it very far before it flops on itself. Right. But it's, to yeah. me, I'm scared of like loss of tail. Mm. Um, and if it's a pilot, not saying you do this, I, I don't think you would do this at all. But if it's a pilot that wants to save it more than he's concerned with people's well being. Yeah. Yeah. And it pirouettes out of their control, and, and it's still before. idle on, you know, full power, and everything's tracking well. I don't want to get hit by a tracked, good blade under power. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, flop blade and throttle hold. I think I'll yeah. live. Full power blade to the face. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. But let's let's <laughs> let's tie this into what we're talking about. So, how I want to bring this back is. <sighs> I'm I'm about to get a little uh, controversial here. Might get some emails. Oh, Sorry. Um, but there are guys who fly at Fun Flies who may or may not, maybe aren't as comfortable with their model as they should be, and maybe they're flying a little bit beyond their means. And that's when these types of uncomfortable moments can happen as well where correct it's maybe they do lose it maybe they don't lose it into the crowd but it's simply because they're flying past their means right yeah they're only yeah i was always taught it's not a good idea to do new stuff at a fun fly no like maybe if it's quiet you're off to the side you're working on something conservatively or whatever but center stage shock and awe throw down your badass flight it's not the time to try something in a new orientation you're not 100% familiar with. No, yeah. it's not. I mean, it seems like the place to showboat, but it's really not. Yeah. I feel <laughs> right. like most of my flights are boring as shit because I'm always doing like old faithful maneuvers that I know I'm not going to mess up and, you know, send it past the flight line or something stupid. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. So actually, you, know who, you know who actually said that? I was hanging out after the RCHO event, the last one we had, right? And it was just me and Jay that morning. And Jay was like, what the hell? Why didn't you do this stuff yesterday? Like, all these maneuvers I didn't know you could do. And I'm like, because we're at an event. (laughs) You don't do new stuff at events. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. That guy that everybody's talking about, like, you see what he just did before, man? He almost killed us all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It happens more than you think, right? Yeah, it does. (laughs) We all take chances just showing up yep. at these places. Mm-hmm. Let's be completely yeah. fair. I mean, yeah. a lot of times these builds are happening in the middle of the night when people have worked all week long. They're trying to get their shit ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe something wasn't as tight as it should be. Maybe something didn't get loctited, right? Yep. So, 
you That's know, how it is a lot of times. Yeah, there's so many Best factors. Minute wrenching. Yeah. You just don't want to be messing around with new maneuvers. And that's yeah. why I do the maneuvers that I do. Because tell them, Daniel, how long have I been doing the same maneuvers over and over? All day, every day. Ten years? Yep. Since I've flown a cabin back in the T-Rex 600 days. <laughs> 2012. I couple really, more years. I really need to be old enough my- to drink. Jesus. <laughs> 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 in the hobby. <laughs> Uh, I really need to up my game, I tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that, the, the pop over the field from a hurricane, Kevin, I mean, that's, that's as old as dirt. Yeah, it really is. I've been doing only, that one forever. The only difference is it's only gotten faster. It's just gotten faster, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's gotten uh, more powerful. But, uh, but that's, yeah. you know, that's the, the times that we live in with the hobby, right? We went from, you know, let's say less tested or maybe newer designs to where we are today where some designs including the helicopters or let's say the materials they choose for certain you know parts of the helicopter are a lot better nowadays Mm -hmm. but that comes with speed and then you know doing dangerous stuff makes it that much more you know potential for us getting into trouble you know right or hurting somebody so it's a balance right once again i think this one is really just like the one above that we talked about stops right which is <laughs> we're not saying don't don't you know sort of speak do some some maneuvers that might you know sort of speak skirt the the safety skirt. but but it's very it's got to be very controlled in a controlled environment and unfortunately a demo in the you know when the crowd is around you maybe not the best of times you know yeah so and, and people will catch on, you know, like that, you don't, there's no hiding when it's, when you cross the line. Yeah. yeah you know when I mean? you scare people kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that ties it all back into what we're discussing as far as like quality of flight. Right. I think if you scare someone, their opinion of that flight went down substantially. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're not looking at it in shock and awe. They're looking at it and damn it. And you know, I, I really didn't like that. It was cool, but didn't like mm. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally and then great. that that kind of leads into the last point we got is display of control. So if someone's scared, m- the back of their mind they feel like it's not in control, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I think is really key in a maneuver is proving that you have control. Mm-hmm. And what a what better way than to prove that is to make everything you do multi-directional mm-hmm. if you do something to the left do it to the right you do it backwards you do it forwards you do it rolling to the right roll to the left like prove that you've got it not just that one way in that one situation but you've got it in all ways yeah like there's there's nothing that's going to trip you up in that maneuver right and i think that's one of the biggest things that that impresses me so i see someone on the deck like something that always gets me going is kyle stacy pyro flipping on the deck and the dude reverses the tail, but he doesn't just reverse the tail at an upright orientation. He upright, he reverses the tail at random different spots throughout the pyro flip at different orientations back yes. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's complete one hundred percent control of that maneuver. It's mastered, right? And, and it just absolutely takes my breath away, blows my mind. Yep, like Ting Oof. or Nick Maxwell doing like the pirouetting globe and reversing it. 
Mm-hmm. Those are just oh my, out of control. Yeah. The fact <laughs> that those dudes can set the set the helicopter like you know a third or what would that be? I guess that would be a quarter a quarter off from where their last position, and then go up and do another, and then reverse it and come back down, and then change position again to now three o'clock, and then go back over to nine o'clock. I mean, dude, that's insane. Uh, Love you it. You know, yeah, that's that's somebody who knows exactly how to put the model exactly where they want it every time and they don't have to think about it mm-hmm. <laughs> no <laughs> so. Uh, so the the the, the catch all of this don't fake it till you end it <laughs> right but i do want to touch on this a little bit okay so we've mm-hmm. talked about you know um doing maneuvers and you know tying them together transitions right and we can all agree that transitions are kind of what really makes your flight a cut above. So if you're stopping and going into something else, stopping, going into something else, obviously, you know, transitions are where you need to work, right? Yeah. So what I'm getting at here is, is that you can still put on really great flights and maybe maybe you're doing TikToks and all of a sudden your timing gets slightly off, right? Then Mm -hmm. bail out of it and go into something else. And here's what's funny about the whole thing is I guarantee you, if you did enough stuff in that flight that looked cool, somebody's going to come up to you and say, dude, that was a freaking amazing flight. But here's the catch is you stopped certain points throughout that maneuver, tied something else to it, transitioned into something else, and they had no idea that it was because of the fact that you had lost rhythm in something, whatever it was you were doing. Okay. Absolutely. That's what makes a great flight also is when mm. you can cover up your own mistakes without somebody even seeing it, you've got yeah. it licked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'll agree to that. All right. So you don't have to be a Kyle Stacy badass. You don't have to be a Ting, a Nick, you know, whatever. The whole idea is too, is I tie this back to like to, to people who play live or whatever music you know is if you stop and was like oh damn it i freaking missed that note and you're like rolling your eyes in your head and like oh everybody's gonna know you messed up yeah. but if you keep <laughs> going nobody has a clue you messed up yeah right so there are ways to make your flights look better just knowing when and where you are like okay i'm completely losing my rhythm here whatever it is i'm doing i'm just gonna bail out i'm gonna go to something else and no one will ever know the difference yeah okay? yeah Agreed. So, so biggest takeaway, work on transitions. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And it's, there's, a, there's an easy way to do that. Well, not an easy way, but take what you know, write it down, and think about how they look. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's say that you can do a hurricane, a TikTok, and backflips. So let's say that, that you start doing your TikToks or something, and then in one of the TikToks, you're going to just push it out, tail down, turn into a hurricane and then after three or four revolutions on the front side of the hurricane you're going to clock the disc 90 degrees so it's flat and then bring it into backflips like stitch together the maneuvers that that have a similar orientation and somewhat similar movement of energy yes so you join them together and come up with a way that you can make it join together and work on that and stitch them together right like you wouldn't do tiktoks going from right to left then flip it over and go straight into a loop because all of your inertia is lost 
Yeah, and so, it's going to take a while to build it back up into that loop. Exactly, because now it's going to sound like yeah. your motor's struggling, or it's going to be like, yeah. Whoa, you know, it's going to sag on you, whatever. So maybe use a different maneuver that has already built up enough momentum that you can transition to a loop into a pirouetting loop, right? Mm-hmm. And now it looks fluid. It looks polished. Yeah. Right? Polished. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. like so one thing I want to add, too, is because uh, we had touched on this a long time ago about Alex Rose, is that he designs his own flights. Like, he knows exactly from the time he starts where the flight starts and where it ends in terms of how many maneuvers are in between and his transitions included. Maybe you should start there. Like, think about, I'm going to go and do this and move into that and then move into this. Maybe just start with three maneuvers and see how they link up together. You know, and then by the time you're done, you know, after two and a half minutes, three minutes, whatever your flight time is, you know, you might have an entire routine. But here's where I'm going with this is that after you do that and maybe you've built a couple flights that you really like, like a routine, so to speak, you have two of them. After that, you might be able to kind of like freelance your flights, kind of just free flow without having to think about it. Because you kind of already understand what works with what and what flows into what because you've already been working at that. Yeah. Like if you exit a hurricane, you may have four different exits that you do based on what you want to do next. Yeah. Yeah. So great flights. I love it. Mm -hmm. So we just set the standard and everybody that's new is going to be like, I'm not even showing up to a fun flight anymore. (laughs) <laughs> right. is that is that what i'm hearing or that's not the no. point well, this no, is no, no, this no. i think is people that are, have been flying for a little while they can do some maneuvers and yeah they really feel like they've hit a plateau possibly yeah. and they want to make their flying elevate to the next level for free quote unquote yeah yeah or or at least take the bag of tricks that they have now and put it into something that that looks a little better than how they've displaying it. Yeah, you got you the know. ingredients. Put it yeah. in a pan instead Let's, of four four twenty five for forty five minutes. Yeah, but <laughs> chef, bo- chef but boy, deal. Learning learning how to plate it better, not just throwing it all in and mashing <laughs> exactly. it together. Exactly. You know, yeah. got to garnish so that shit. So let's talk a little bit. Of, so let's say somebody's like me, brand new, first phone fly. You know. Do you think you'd be worth maybe grabbing one of the better pilots or somebody that they think, you know, is a good pilot and say, hey, what, you know, what can I do, you know, better? You know, what can I, what kind of transition do you think uh, I could do to add a little bit of spice to my flight? Let's say they just do four flights. That'll yeah, always help, just, but you, you know, gotta, they're going to have to, yeah, the, you know, uh, a pilot that you're asking for help is going to have to kind of know what you're working with still. You know, yeah. So they don't want to tell you to do style. stuff that you're you're not comfortable with. Yeah, so but don't be afraid of that, right? Yeah, no, with someone that you like their style, you like the way they move through things. Yeah, and get the dialogue going. Don't just rip a flight and walk up to the next pro and be like, "Hey, what do you think of that flight?" <laughs> like, yeah. There is nothing more awkward than that situation. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Cool. But if you chat about them and then it comes to head where you're like, hey, you want to you want to look at one of my flights and just give me pointers what I could do to join things together? Like, you yeah. know, if they're down for it and then that's a little better. But yeah, definitely mm-hmm. don't just be like, hey, what'd you think of that? Because you're yeah. always going to get, oh, badass, dude. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Because cool. they don't know that you're looking for constructive criticism. Right. Yeah. 
But I also think that this is good for people who are just starting out too. And I say just starting out. I don't know if I can pick on Jamie Burkholder or not, but like somebody like Jamie, who pretty much has been working through all of his orientations and who have he's gotten them down really well. But you know, now could be that moment where he starts thinking about transitions, right? That's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got funnels, he's got loops, he's got bank flips, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. If he stitched those together, man, he'd be ripping around like Rob Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and, and so that's why I say I, th- I think it would help people who are even still, you know, fairly new. He's not that yeah. new, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. 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 So. Still developing their, their flight routines. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good thing, you know, just take what we just discussed, so to speak, our subjective way of looking at a good flight and and start asking you know how can i incorporate these points into my flight yeah well i was gonna say that too like if you go to a fun fly like and you're watching one of your favorite pilots fly like try to take one thing from them and go and practice it and see (laughs) you know i mean if you can do it like not the hardest thing but something (laughs) <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, um, the one that I hear a lot of people talk about was Kyle Stacy at Spring Fling, where he was doing the funnels, and right in the middle, he was doing, like, a flip to the next orientation, like a double flip kind of thing or whatever. And then he'd come back around the same spot, flip it again, and go into another orientation. And again, those circles, the the eight that he was making, they were, it was very symmetrical. It was on the same line. It was the same height, the same altitude. And I can tell you right now, I've tried it on the sim. Trying to keep it like one altitude is freaking hard. Yeah. So... But yeah, it, it's things like that, you know, whether you steal their maneuver or not. But, you know, just working on that is already going to help you. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's that's what we all did. Like, hurricanes and whatever. I mean, I'd watch Marcus Kim do them. And eventually, it was cool because uh, I could see him making corrections as he was going around. And that's when it clicked. I was like, mm. oh, okay. Now I kind of yeah. see what's going on you know mm-hmm. and and that's when i started kind of dialing mine in where i was like okay now i think i got this you know so so that's why a lot of times yeah. like a lot of people say they go to fun flies to fly i don't always do that i like i love yeah. watching people fly because yeah. it gives me ideas it inspires me and <laughs> intimidates me yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so but yeah. it's the same thing like with any sports, you know, they they always go back to the tape and watch watch old games, watch old flights, yeah. you know, same thing. You know, you're you'll pick more up by by watching things and and trying it yourself later on. Yeah, dude, right. I do that all the time. Like yeah. Justin Cook, he does a couple maneuvers that I literally like videoed his flights to like caught that yeah. snipped out that maneuver cuz I, I couldn't figure out what he was doing and just over and over and over memorized it. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, because the first time you see it, you, you don't realize what happened until it's over, and you're like, holy shit, what the hell was yeah, that? what was that? You're still <laughs> shocking. It was cool as shit, but what was it? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, these are all good things to try. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, you guys want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Yes. All right. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at... Uh, the heliheadshow at gmail.com if you have uh, 
questions. Actually, you should give us some questions. Uh, you know what? I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about this. I guess we'll just do it live. Screw it. Um, what if people were to give us some questions, and, and this is a very RCHN thing to do, so I'm sorry. This is the one moment I'm going to steal someone's maneuver. Um, so <laughs> what if people were to start giving us uh, uh, an email on asking us questions on like setup or, you know, whatever you want to talk about, like just if you're having a problem with something, like email us and we'll totally discuss it on the next Dude, show. I'd love yeah, that. Like we could, we could take a bunch and then, you know, pluck one out of a hat and go over one one week or yeah, you yeah. Know, how, however it goes. Yeah. So ask us go ahead can clank the type of brothers mm -hmm. you call in and you tell them about the car trouble and they try and diagnose it and give you a solution yeah that stuff's yeah. fun yeah. yeah i would love yeah, to that. be able to help you guys so i mean that's yeah. that's the whole reason we started the show is to to do this for you and uh so if you have questions uh, about you know a problem that you're having or maybe you're wanting to get into something and you have questions about it you know give us give us an email let us know we'd love to to talk about it on the show for you that one so um yeah. but yeah so give us an email what else we got maynard uh like our facebook page give us a follow and subscribe to us on podbean and itunes all right all right so let's not forget about the other heavy podcasts and video personalities in our hobby Sweet. they're important they keep us up to date and they give us some good quality shows to listen or watch that's always right. cool right on yep, yep, yep. gucci parting words what you got buddy uh i got a few hashtag right. flag bowler hashtag Ooh. f3 sleep hashtag scott will not fly my genesis yes, maybe he will he will. Uh, he will hashtag where are we at with the budget kevin <laughs> still nothing well, all right let's nothing. move it right along hashtag i'm starting to fly like skids no. god help me yep and hashtag fly sexual 2021 from our good friend ryan Honus. nice fence post what you got oh we got hashtag rekit all the things hashtag might be a planker <laughs> hashtag suck less and hashtag <laughs> nice and hashtag boo boo <laughs> yeah, boo -boo. what you got maynard uh, i got a hashtag past my bedtime hashtag ben maynard and uh hashtag i finally sound better come on nope you got it once that's it come on <laughs> nope damn it kids what you got Oh, man. No fun. All right, here we go. We got hashtag July 15th through the 18th. Man, we are right there. Come yep. South Canucks stand to the Ohio Heli Throwdown. They are going to have 3D competitions. They're going to have drag racing. They're going to have chasing grease pigs. They're going to have watermelon chasing tosses. And, um, I Wait, don't know, pie-eating contest. No? Yep. Yeah, yeah, all that, right? Sweet. Mm -hmm. And even a Proto 700 on Ooh. raffle. Mm. We got blades. We got Mikado USA gift certificates. And we got good reach rounds. Yep. That's right. That's coming Ooh. up too. All right. Yep. And, we've, <laughs> and we've and we've got to <laughs> we've got hashtag if you don't fly well, then start a lawn mowing business. That's uh Brandon Cooper. Uh, we've got hashtag SAB broke because you know that's how I roll. And uh, we got uh, hashtag somebody better bring a radar gun. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. 
Uh, we got hashtag only thing faster than the runs, as well as hashtag two old for hold. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number forty nine with uh, great flights. We'll see you guys next time. Hell yeah! Winners. All right. Somebody's got to go. Hashtag boo boo. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> he's got the runs. <laughs> Hashtag he had to run. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, shit. somebody's got a poop i don't know how to help out with that are you still here did you go poop fuck you dan <laughs> do you do you need to like pause for a few minutes yeah, and go go, go poop yeah, dude. that we wrap it up in the next like four minutes okay yeah. all right Travel gucci well hang on <laughs> hashtag he's got the runs <laughs> <laughs> hashtag he had to run <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit oh man poor guy he's been sitting on a softball <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta make the cut oh gosh that was amazing actually what we can think of are you back scott or no no, no he's still he's still on the, on the throne <laughs> he's like boo-boo he's, ch- he's gonna shower now <laughs> yeah he's, he's like, fucking I got a boo-boo. screaming but, um, Lord. Get out of me, demon! <laughs> <laughs> Hide your children! Hide your wife! The poo-poo's coming out! Oh, man. That's all. Sure. All right. Wonderful. Okay. Not saying a word. Fucking hell. Oh, I can't tell you. Show is over before it started. Kind of like mm-hmm. Alex's Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sweet. Sweetness. Freaking hot as balls in here. My God. Balls. <laughs> Did somebody say balls? Uh, what, is it, what is it with all the people lining up to stand behind you at in South Kanakistan, Kevin? Stand behind me? Yeah, apparently they all want to stand behind you. Andy. Freaking, oh, yeah. you know, Bob. Uh, I think what am I missing oh, well, here? I think it's because they don't want to stand beside me. They'll stand behind <laughs> me. Oh. What, a bu- what a bunch of pussies. Right. That's what I'm saying. Stand behind Kevin McGrady. Sounds like a political thing. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's for safety reasons. There's nothing That's political. Right. Bring your hard hat, bitches. You know. Oh, shit. Oh. I've been watching a lot of those videos from Donut Media. Mm. So good. So good. Purse, purse. Purse, purse. <laughs> Yo, sorry. That dude cracks me up. What's up, dog? I'm, I'm sitting here talking to... 137 hearse purse. Purse. <laughs> <laughs>
main topic. Yeah, the main sure. topico. So we want to bring it in and say, so what are we talking about tonight? And then I'll yeah yeah. Sounds good. All right, let me land my simulator. Uh, <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> Why do you even need to land it? Just because it builds it. bad habits if you don't do it right. Oh my god! You're do you, when you start your nitro, do you like make believe that you're starting your nitro? <laughs> oh, it's a YS. Let me get the OS. Yeah. Question is, where's the starter shaft going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, one way deep. Two That's knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. It's too fucking late. Oh, caught one of the hairs. Two and a quarter uh, knuckles. Mm. <laughs> All the knuckles.